This is a public service announcement brought to you in part by Slim Shady. The views and events expressed here are totally fucked and are not necessarily the views of anyone. However, the events and suggestions that appear on this album are not to be taken lightly. Children should not partake in the listening of this album with laces in their shoes. Slim Shady is not responsible for your actions. Upon purchasing this album, you have agreed not to try this at home. A anything else? Yeah. Don't do drugs. My name is... My name is... Welcome, this is Beyond the Hate, I'm Steven. I'm John. And today we are talking about Eminem. Slim Shady. Marshall Mathers. Now before we get started though, we do need to address something very serious. We need to have a brief moment of silence for Machine Gun Kelly's career. It's over. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we gave you, because you know, you get the amount of time like that you've earned in moments of silence. Yeah. In about three seconds. Yeah. And I gave that to him because I know his name. Yeah. Only because Eminem talked about him. And that's about how many copies of his last, uh, his last EP that he sold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's not doing what Eminem does with album sales. I mean, they're not as no. high as they used to be, but you know, there's a lot of factors to that. Music's so easy to get. Yeah, and like there's a, there's most a lot of people just stream now. They don't buy CDs. But. Yeah, I mean the iTunes stuff counts, but I don't know how it counts. I mean, I I don't know how the numbers work anymore. Yeah, most people probably make their money off concerts now, which he'll sell out and he does. Yeah, but you know we'll end up getting into a little bit more of MGK later. But uh, Eminem's story does not start at Machine Gun Kelly. No, nor does doesn't it end there, there either. <laughs> so. <Yeah. laughs> So basically, uh, the whole kind of point of this uh, was that, you know, whenever we have like a, a like musician that we feel we need to uh, to defend, like we had to defend ICP, we felt compelled to de defend Insane Clown Posse, we had to defend Marilyn Manson, we had to defend Slipknot, and we felt like Eminem would be, you know, one of the next people that we should focus on. Because I was, uh, well, when I was going through and I was dealing with the uh, infection that I had for like three weeks, which yeah, was... Yeah, uh, fucking Illuminati. Yeah, fucking Illuminati. They they keep trying to take us down, but... You know, <laughs> We're not going down. Yeah, we ain't stopping, bitch. So <laughs> I was I had an infection that I was dealing with uh, for like three weeks. And so while I'm sitting there and I'm like on medication and I'm like sick and everything... And I'm like thinking, I was like, well, I wonder like what we could do for like another episode. And I can't remember. I think I was watching something on YouTube and then somebody, I think I was like watching a video and then somebody was like, man, imagine what Eminem could do with this beat. And I was like, oh yeah. I was like, 
Like we should probably do an episode about about Eminem. That'd be pretty interesting. Well, we, we've talked about that for a while. Yeah. Anyway, it was one of those things when we did like ICP and Manson. We were like, well, we're gonna have to do Eminem eventually because yeah. he's kind of our next guy. Like, you know, we we have to. We know a lot of people hate him, and it was like, yeah, it, it feels like it's about time, especially with his new album coming yeah. out. So. You know, it's it's going to be a lot of things. We may reframe a little from talking about the ICP Eminem thing because we like both of them, so it's really hard to take sides. Yeah, um, I mean, it, it will it will come up to a degree in this, but we're not going to spend a whole. Lot we already of time talked on about. It. Yeah, we talked about that. yeah ICP. If you guys want to listen to it, we have an ICP episode, um, which we're going to have to post later, right? Yeah. No, everything is going to eventually be on all these, these platforms. Yeah. But. Which we'll tell you what they all are at the end. You know, well, you already know what one of them is if you're listening to us. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, let's, uh, let's get a rolling. Let's see what kind of hate we can get into. See what type of hatist <laughs> we can try to fend off. Oh man. So you want to go straight to all the hate? Or no, not straight guess? to all the hate. Okay. We can, we can, uh, let's, let's start with a little hate and then we have a lot of conversations we have to have. This might not be a comment. Well, before we get ahead of ourselves, let's talk about this beer you brought us today, John. Oh yeah. So I was, uh, I just, I was in the store and I was trying to find something that seemed like it would be fairly good. And this is, uh, this is made by a beta brewing company and this is a uh, pecan ale. And if you look at the bottle, like further down, it says "Go Nuts," <laughs> which is basically like that's made me think, like, hey, you know, I mean, we're doing Eminem episode, and he's pretty fucking nuts. He is fucking nuts. So <laughs> he's crazy. What's five point two percent alcohol? Um, pecan ale is made with real Louisiana roasted pecans for a subtle nutty flavor <laughs> and aroma. It's brewed with uh, pale Munich. Biscuit and caramel malts and Willamette hops. The roasted pecans are added in the brew house. Crack one open and go nuts. <laughs> go nuts. Go nuts. Um, but it's actually pretty good. So we're giving it a three. We we feel like it's a three. Yeah, it's a three, three out star. of three star. Three out Connected of three to star. Bluetooth. Yes, we are. We yeah. might have a little Bluetooth issues with Alexa here. Yeah, considering you know it's like three inches away from your phone, but you know, <laughs> yeah, she she does her job sometimes. Yeah, well, fucking robots. Anyway, <laughs> fucking robots, and these are supposed to take over the world one day. Come on, stop. they can barely keep Bluetooth. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna like kill like, like everybody's families and take over the world. <laughs> you guys seen you this can't AI even where, play music where this robot talked back to Will Smith? It's like, yeah, who cares? I mean. It's programmed to say what it says. It's not like it's out, like, you know, building the Sistine Chapel or something. Yeah. Can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Try to do that shit, robots. Try. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, just play Madden. I mean, AI AI is not that advanced. Yeah. You can blow them out, like, 49 points, like, with nobody. Literally no fucking body. Yeah. Just find the glitches and just cheese it. <laughs> yeah, you know a, that that's supposed to take over the world. Not anytime soon. Yeah, uh, anything <laughs> built by EA would definitely not take over the world. 
But we're beyond the hate, so <laughs> let's get That's what you do. You put a hate. copy of Madden into whatever AI is trying to take over the world, instantly glitch. It will crash instantly and <laughs> they'll never be able to do it. That's how you defeat Skynet. You just put some of Madden's fucking programming code in it. That shit will crash in like two seconds. Maybe over. Skynet yeah. defeated. <laughs> That's how we defeat Skynet. We just use Madden's glitchy fucking code to do it. <laughs> Oh, God, we're never going to get sponsored by EA. Oh, God. Uh, but anyway, so I I think, uh, it, like, when you when you mention Eminem to somebody, you get a couple of reactions, right? You either get the people that think that he's extremely offensive and they hate everything that he does. Oh, he's definitely offensive. Or you get people that are like, yo, I love Eminem. That's my dude. You know, like the, the Stan type of fan mm-hmm. that are like, yo, I got like an Eminem tattoo, you know, on my arm and shit. You know, like, so I think that Eminem, as far as like what he, what he is to the music industry, he... He's one of those uh, people that he's he's like a lightning rod because anytime somebody wants to mention about what's wrong with hip hop or what's wrong with music, he's one of the people they go to because he's an easy target. You know, I, I feel like. Well, I don't think he's an easy target, but if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. Yeah. Woo! Woo! <laughs> but I mean, he's an easy target for controversy. I'll put it that way. Yeah. They know if they poke at Eminem enough, he's going to take them on. And that's that's something that a lot of people won't do. Like um, even one of the facts that I know about him to be signed to Shady's record, you have to rap battle him. Yeah. And hold your own. I'm pretty sure. The hell of a job interview. Yeah. It's like, Hey, I want to be signed to Shady records. Okay. Get your mic. What are you talking about? You're about to rap battle. Yeah. If you can't be me. Yeah. You're not going to make it. You're not going to get signed. But it's like, dude, who can beat you? It's like, it's like nobody. Like nobody can beat you. Like this is proven. <laughs> like the, anybody that ever had a shot of beating you is on your side, right? <laughs> if you actually can, if you actually can stump him in a in a rap battle straight up, then he's like, okay, I, this kid will work out. Yeah, then he signed you already, yeah. and then you know that's that's it's bulletproof. Which I don't, I don't, Just you know, I don't the competition think competition that you could have had. You know, I, I heard. Um, a trick trick was really good at rap battles, so you know maybe him, but he's more of an underground rapper. He's a very popular underground rapper. Yeah, though. tricky. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I have some songs with him that we'll play a little later. Yeah, and uh, it's and I, I think for us because Eminem came out when we were in high school. Yeah, and it was like. I, the th- thing that got me was, I think it was the My Name Is video. Like that's like I think the first time is it was on, it was on MTV. I don't I don't quite remember. I want to say I saw it on like I think it was like Total Request Live. It wasn't Total Request Live. That was like '99, right when yeah. some Shady LP came out. And I remember seeing that, and I was like, this dude's crazy, but he's he. He basically made it to where it's like white rappers weren't seen like a comedy act, you know? Because, I mean, when you you look at guys like Vanilla Ice and Marky Mark, and then you could say, like, well, Everlast back in the day when it was the House of Pain, Everlast and the House of Pain. Everlast was, yeah, they were good back in the day. And, you know, there was a bunch of, you know, there was a bunch of white rappers that were. The Beastie Boys. 
Which the Beastie Boys is the reason that Eminem wanted to be a rapper. Yeah. I mean, that's a fact. It, it wasn't because of, you know, what you would think it was from. He seen Beastie Boys uh, on TV or something like that, and he seen that they were white and they were rapping, and he never thought that he could do that until he seen them, them do it. And they're probably some of the best at it. And they're actually considered more of the rock genre. You know? Yeah. They, because some people, they don't quite consider them hip hop, but if you listen to old school stuff, like license to ill and like Paul's, that, yeah, that was the, that was the CD that made Eminem want to, uh, be a rapper was licensed. They're, they're definitely rappers. They just use like, they use you know, guitars. guitar and stuff, but Eminem does. Yeah. That's so, where he gets it from. Yeah, I mean, Eminem's really like a rock star. He He's, just happens to be just happens the, the greatest to MC on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> he can just happen to rap, too. Like, you know, what the three Beastie Boys did, you know, uh, I think two of them's not with us anymore. Rest in peace. I think only, um, what is it, Mikey? Mike D. Mike D is the only one alive. I He might be. Um, and then... Um, Mixmaster Mike, the DJ. Yeah, I think they're the only ones alive. I think they're still touring too, though. I mean, it's uh, but that was the thing. It's like <clears throat> back in the day. I mean, especially because like the the Beasties kind of basically showed everybody. It's like you know, here's like a bunch of Jewish kids from Brooklyn, and like look at what they can do with hip hop. And then everybody was like, oh shit. I mean, M even on the Kamikaze album basically put the the tail of the plane just like they did on License to Ill. Because if you look at License to Ill from Beastie Boys and Kamikaze from Eminem, it's mm-hmm. like it, it's an homage because it kind of looks like it. Yeah, I think it's uh, one of his first albums also, like, because he's got... Because um, <laughs> when I've seen Kamikaze, it's kind of weird to me because it's like... Um, it seemed like he had a little trend going there with relapse recovery and revival with the r's yeah so you know the k just kind of came out of nowhere because usually it's you know slim shady marshall mathers lp the eminem show encore and then he had the marshall mathers lp2 and then kamikaze he was just you know, well then we, we did revival after i wasn't saying i'm in order I was oh okay yeah, yeah yeah i got you and then order it's slim shady marshall mathers eminem show encore Le- relapse recovery marshall mathers lp2 Revival and Kamikaze. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it. But the thing I think when he came out uh, in '99, when you first heard like some shady LP, it's like, holy shit! Like this dude is really good. He's also fucking crazy. But it's like that's just you know because it's like if you ever listen to like ICP. You know, it's like there's something about Detroit that makes you go fucking batshit insane. Like, people in Detroit are just, I don't know if it's just... It's poverty, you know, a lot of people not want to be poor, bad neighborhoods, and they have to do something. And those people that come out of there, even Kid Rock. Yeah. You know... um, He's kind of crazy, too. He's kind of crazy. I mean, he's had... They've all had, like, rough stuff, and they're the ones that survived it. And they all... Always, whenever they survive and come up, they'd never stop talking about Detroit because it's what made them, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a bad situation a lot of times, but Eminem uh, was offered the role in the movie Elysium that Matt Damon played in. No, really? <laughs> he was supposed to be the Matt Damon's character, but he refused to be in it because they didn't want to film it in Detroit. That was his stipulation. 
And that's oh. most of Eminem's stipulations for doing movies because he gets offered a lot of roles. Yeah. Because he is a pretty good actor, but uh, he turns most of them down because they don't want to film in Detroit. Yeah. Well, I guess because it's like Detroit really isn't a place where people film most of the time. Most people film in like Atlanta. They'll film in like New Mexico. Yeah. Like, uh, it's like I was, it was Albuquerque or something. Like, there's like, because New Mexico really does like, they do a lot of filming. And Vancouver, Vancouver is really big. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of movies that have been made in Vancouver. And then they like digitally take the buildings out so it doesn't look like Canada. But it's like, there's a bunch of movies that were made yeah. in Vancouver. But if you're trying to like get shit done in Detroit, it's like, it's not exactly like. It's a hard area. It's a hard area to try and make movies in. But M is just trying to get back to his community because he's like, that money really would help the economy here. You know, and they're like, well, we're not going to do that because, you know, we don't really want to film in Detroit. And he's like, like, well, I'm out. You guys. Because, I mean, he Fuck doesn't get need that piece he's of worth shit $190 million. million. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't need, he doesn't need to do movies. No. He's probably, he's definitely worth more than, you know, 98% of actors. Yeah, well, when you factor in, he has his own record label. He has his own radio, radio station, station Shave Forty Five. <clears throat> I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, he has his own like clothing line too, doesn't he? Yeah, actors would have to do a fucking shit ton of movies or be like a top actor for like twenty years to make that kind of money. I mean, actors make a lot of money, but they don't make a hundred and ninety million dollars. Yeah, you know? his total worth is over two hundred million. Yeah, like in in total, what he has, yeah. Because I think I looked it up. What was it like two hundred and ten? Like total. Well, the net worth is how much cash he has, basically. Yeah. <clears throat> it doesn't count assets and stuff. He's probably worth, like, $500 million in assets. Just from, like, his radio station and his his recording, his record label and yeah. everything, yeah. He could probably sell his record label for, like, half a billion. Yeah. The people he has signed on it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And then all of his back catalog stuff too. Yeah, you know, on just to own Eminem's back catalog, you That's, know, yeah. be up there with like owning like the Beatles catalog or something, <laughs> which Michael Jackson did own for a good while. <laughs> of course, he did. I mean, <laughs> Michael Jackson was probably the only person that could afford they it. Could afford it. <laughs> yeah, Paul McCartney never really liked that very much because he was like, you know, it, it really should be one of us should own that. And Mike well, was like, bought <laughs> Mike was like, well, I mean, I, I, you know, I love I love you guys, too. And I, I love your music so much. I decided to buy it. So now that Mike has passed on, I think it's I think it's it? sold to someone else. Yeah, it's not in the family. It's, it's not no, it's not family. in the Jackson family anymore. It's like but uh, what is it? Because Sony owned Michael Jackson's albums. I was going to say, maybe Nicolas Cage owns it. He likes to buy shit like that. <laughs> he also likes to buy castles in Scotland that he can't castles. fucking afford. <laughs> that dude's great, though. He's, dude he's great. great, but you know, it's like, what the fuck are you going to do with a castle, Nicholas? I mean, really, really. Like, Cage, what are you doing, son? You're going to buy a castle He's in like, Scotland? I'm going to live in it. And then he's like living in it. It's like, it's fucking cold in this It's day. cold as fucking here. It's like, it's, yeah, like it's a rock. It's, it's, it's stone, man. It was designed to fucking repel the English. This shit wasn't designed for live in here. It was designed to be a fortress to prevent the English from fucking taking over their land. I mean, they <laughs> lived in here, but you don't have to do this. Right. But, uh, you know, anyway, <laughs> this is the Nicholas Cage podcast. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> Lost my fucking mind. Yeah. 
but uh, so the Slim Shady LP, it's like when this album comes out, it's like, holy shit, he kind of changed everything because white rappers were really kind of like, they were like a punching bag. Like Vanilla Ice, like it, by the time 1999 came around, he would have been washed up for like, you know, five plus years. He, he His career was pretty much right. in the toilet. He had to go to Ross Robinson, you know, who always worked with Korn to make their early albums. And he was like, can you try to like do something with my career? And Ross is like, we'll try. I mean, I, I'll make it. I'll help you make an album. And it was that um, uh, this is like called like, what was it? To the extreme or yeah. whatever. I, I forgot exactly what it was called, but it was like, ice, ice, baby. Yeah, he did like, <laughs> and now that being said, I do like his, like his cornified version <laughs> of ice, ice, baby, because it does sound really killer with the guitars, but it, it's like, man, come on. But when you look at what like Vanilla Ice was back in the 90s, people generally didn't have a whole ton of faith in like white dudes and rap. The only ones who could actually do it and keep any semblance of a career were the Beasties. The Beasties were the only ones who could actually like continuously make music and not be treated like a laughingstock because they sold shit ton of albums. They sold out concerts like everywhere. So the thing with M is like when he comes out, it's like, oh shit, here's a white dude that can for like real rap. And he, you know, it, you could say that like the Slim Shady thing's a gimmick, you know, like in the way that Vanilla Ice had the gimmick where he wore the fucking MC Hammer pants and he had the flat top and all that kind of stuff. But it's like that wasn't who he actually was. That's what the record label wanted him to be because they put him with Hammer and they wanted him to be the front guy to kind of open up for MC Hammer on tour and they're like, well, you know, we want you guys to be, you know, kind of similar where, you know, he wears the fucking genie pants. We want you to wear the genie pants. He has the, you know, he has like the, the flat top cut. He wants you to have the flat top cut. And, you know, that was their wasn't, careers ended pretty, they rapidly. pretty much ended about the same time because MC Hammer just, you know, his whole career just kind of fell out from under him. He spent all this money. He went bankrupt you know, he had to sell a ton of property. and Well, he had fucking gold plates and shit in his house. Yeah. I mean, he just went crazy and he just spent all his fucking money. And Vanilla only really had, like, the one album. And Ice Ice Baby was the only thing on it that anybody wanted to listen to. I mean, he had other stuff on that album that was, like, pretty good, but the radio didn't play that shit. No. You know? Like, he was actually, like, Vanilla Ice, just no bullshit. He was a pretty good MC. But he was stuck in a gimmick that he didn't like because that's not who he was. And, you know, I like him, and that's my boy. He's awesome in that. Right? <laughs> I mean, he's a cool dude, and now he's cool about it because he sort of accepted that that was just sort of his w fate. Would you say he was cool as ice? <laughs> too cold, too cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> this episode's going to be ridiculous. Yeah. Okay, we need Drop to get that back zero to and get with the hero. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, epic movie. Everyone needs to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> and also, fuck how did this get made because they shit on that movie. They shit on that movie and that movie So hard. It, it wasn't meant to be taken seriously. No. I mean, it's it's hilarious. It's a really actually pretty good movie. Yeah. It's not 8 Mile, but I mean, what, what is? is? It's so good. Eight Mile was so good. It's like Cinderella Man, but with rappers. 
they wanted the theme song to Eight Mile to be cleaning out my closet. Yeah. But Eminem was like, no, that's not going to be the song for it or whatever. Because that wouldn't match the movie. Yeah, and he wrote the hook for Lose Yourself in 30 seconds. Well, uh, yeah, it sounds about right. Because his mind probably works yeah. that fast that he can it's like just... if him and Jack White did a song together, they would like write and record it in like 25 minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of another crazy-ass dude from Detroit. <laughs> Detroit, yeah. yeah. But they definitely need to do a song together, right? That would be pretty cool. Especially because, you know, M likes to mix like guitars in with his stuff sometimes. Yeah, and you're talking about one of the greatest <laughs> guitarists alive right now. Yeah, Jack of White. our generation, he is yeah. one of the greatest. You know, you got like Billy Corgan and Jack White, and that's probably at the top of the list right now. Yeah. Fuck Joe Satriani. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Steve Vai forever. Steve Vai, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Saturani. Play ballerina. You can't play that shit. You can't play that shit. <laughs> oh, you know you can't play that shit. You wasn't in the Ralph Macchio Crossroads. I have to say Ralph Macchio because there's another movie called Crossroads, like Britney Spears and shit. That's right. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about that one. Yeah. <laughs> Which Crossroads was better? Uh, the one where you like, you know, has Steve Vai in it? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. But. Uh, <laughs> Like but uh, but I think that like I don't know if you want to go through and do some of like some shady LP. So yeah, yeah, so that's that actually the, what I wanted to do so uh, that people can understand when this when this album came out, it was almost like a fucking supernova. It was like holy shit, we had not really heard a dude that sounded like this that talked about this kind of shit. And there's some like to Bluetooth. there's some really badass songs on this. Yeah. Okay. So we'll go we'll go through it. Y'all already heard my name is. Yeah. Okay. I so. think everybody in the world has heard that song because that's He's his dead. name. Yeah. Years old. Guilty Conscience is one of my favorites because it's <laughs> him versus Dre. Dr. Dre. And he, he wins. He has a sudden change of heart, and suddenly his conscience comes into play. I like how Dre is supposed to be the good part of his conscience and Eminem is the fucked up part of his conscience. It's like the angel and devil on the shoulder. Yeah. He's very detailed about shit. I mean, it's, it, it, they go through some stuff. Like, literally, this next song is M telling him to fuck 15 year old girls. Yeah. He tells him hit that shit raw dog and bales. Yeah. It's like, whoa. There's all kinds of fucked up shit yeah. in, that, in this next little story. Yeah, he's like, ah. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it gets really crazy. Uh, it's one of the best songs on the album, though. Like, cause it's like, how you gonna how, <laughs> how you gonna tell him not to do this when you the same dude to slap D Barnes? <laughs> it's like, what'd you say? NWA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that was because it's like this is the dude. 
Dre was one of the dudes that like founded NWA, you yeah. know, like fuck the police and all that kind of stuff. From what he says, he is the one that founded NWA. Yeah. yeah. Like he is the, well, he was the leader. Yeah. You know, like if there was a leader, it was, it was Dre. Dre. Yeah. You know, because, you know, Ice Cube and Easy. Yella. Yella. I mean, yeah. And then, you know, Snoop Dogg came. MC Ren. Later. Yeah. Um, Snoop was, he was, he kind of became that de facto because of, you know, Easy dying from HIV and everything yeah. or AIDS. And yeah. But it's like, it's kind of fucked up because it's like in that song, it's almost like it's a changing of the guard because Dre was the gangster back in the day. And then as he started making aftermath and he started to like get himself out of that death row records phase. And, you know, this is like a few years after like Pac and Biggie had been killed. And so Dre's kind of like transitioned himself more into like a businessman now. Cause he has the record label. He would eventually start working, you know, with uh, Jimmy Iveen and, doing the Beats headphones and all that kind of stuff. So this is the beginnings of Dre going like, okay, I don't really do the gangster rap thing anymore. And this was like his song of uh-huh. like, I'm trying to make myself better. Like, you know, don't risk it. Don't fuck up. And Eminem's like, fuck that. Yeah, Shoot let's that do bitch. This. You know? Let's fucking do it. Yeah. It's like, but that's the thing is that like Eminem was like his new dude that he found. And it's like, he was kind of like, I'm passing the torch of the crazy shit and the gangsters type stuff to you. And then I'm going to be doing my thing, you know, running the business and the company and everything. Yeah, basically, you know, he, he handed everything over to Eminem and was like, hey, I'm I'm risking everything on you, you know, because Eminem's right whenever he raps about stuff. He's like, no one wanted us to sign a white guy like him. Nobody, even though he was constantly winning rap battles, you know, on the, the, the rap Olympics. And everything like that. He was constantly winning championships and just beating everyone. And one of the best rappers out there. But no one wanted to sign him. Because he was Nobody. a white dude. He was a white dude. They're like, we can't sell white people rapping. Yeah. Because if I remember, I think it was, wasn't it Jimmy Iovine gave a tape of him battling somebody to Dre. And he was like, you know, hear this kid, see what you think. He did. And, and Dre, and Dre went to go see him. Yeah. And in his head, he was thinking he was going to go see a black guy. Because Jimmy Iovine didn't tell him that it was this is a, a white, white guy. He just gave him the tape. And it was Jimmy. You know, you even hear Eminem in some of his later songs mention Jimmy. Yeah. Like, you know, if it wasn't for you and Jimmy, you know, no one was going to give me a chance. Yeah. And no one was. No one was going to give him a chance. Because <laughs> I remember on the behind the music thing where, you know, Dre heard him and he was like, I like this dude's flow. I like I like how he how he how he rhymes. I like his writing. Like he's he's fucking really good. This dude's got talent. I kind of want to meet him. And then when you meet him, when he meets him, and he's like, he's like, oh shit, it's a white dude. He was like, <laughs> I I did not. I wasn't expecting that. But it was like, but if you're that talented, oh, I can do something. And then I think M said something like, you know, would you? He's like, would you want to work with a white white rapper? And he was like, I don't give a fuck if you're purple, dude. If you have talent, I'm gonna work with you. Yeah, you know, I mean, Dre was it. like that. Dre wasn't what you. I mean, you know, a lot of people's like, it's not racist the other way around, but it is if you discriminate anyway at any for any reason, it's racist. Yeah, it's what racism is: treating someone that's a different color than you differently than you treat anyone else that's racism 
That's what it is. So you can't really be like, well, you know, they didn't sign them because, you know, they're trying to bring, you know, black rappers up. It's like, no, you got to sign who is good. Yeah. And then everyone's going to come up who deserves to come up. Well, okay, so I have a comment about that, right? Let's go ahead and okay. get into it since we so it, it's perfect for our subject, our yeah, conversation. Yeah, since we're talking right now, about yeah. it, right? So I'm kind of jumping to it, like I like that better because <laughs> it keeps a flow of things. Like yeah. if you see something that we're naturally in a conversation about that you have a bad comment about, let's get into. Let's it. talk about the hate about it. Yeah. So okay, so one of the things that people said oh. they hated about. <laughs> It's going to do that. It's just stupid have right now. Bluetooth stuff going on. Um, so one of the things that I found was that a lot of people in the black community feel like he's uh, problematic for different reasons. Right. So it says amongst black people, there is a portion that hate Eminem simply because he is white and successful and they can't, they can't buy that. They, they can't buy his stuff. And it, it says Eminem has also won a ton of awards over other black artists who albums had either been higher selling or more heavily enjoyed. Some folks in the black community feel like he took a black thing and used it to make himself rich, taking a lot of recognition from such talented, uh, from uh, very talented black rappers. Uh, those people feel like he beat out a lot of other rappers for awards just because he was white and equally or slightly less than equally talented. Okay, let me... So, uh, Connected to Bluetooth. Okay, well, there's one, there's one thing at the very end of this. So it says, uh, uh, he uses his so-called white privilege to his advantage. He can probably get away with doing things that many African-American or Latino rappers cannot do or couldn't do. Well, any examples of that? It doesn't say, and that was one of the things they were like, so basically what they're saying is that because it's almost like at the beginning, him being white was a bit of a curse because nobody would take him seriously. They're like, we don't really give a shit about white mm -hmm. dudes rapping because we've seen Vanilla Ice and we know what ICP is. All that's garbage. We don't want any of that shit. Right. And M was like, and it's like, we love ICP. Yeah. But if you get the best rapper in ICP is Shaggy Tudo. If you Definitely. had Shaggy against Eminem, he would get destroyed, like in a battle. Yeah, as yeah, because Shaggy's one not that kind of rapper. Like they're no. studio rappers; they write their shit. They don't like battle people. Eminem did. That's how he got known. He had to battle nothing but black rappers in Detroit and wherever he went. The best rappers, because that's how he yeah. had to get known. He basically had to go through the gauntlet to prove how good he was. So now people are saying that well. Now, once they realize that he was a success, Slim Shady LP comes out and it's like, boom, he hits a bunch of albums and people are like, oh shit, this dude's actually pretty good. So now they're saying that he got his advantages because he was white, because they were like, well, he's white and he sells albums. So let's put our weight behind him and let's, you know, focus on him. And then these other black rappers will not worry about them because they don't have the novelty that Marshall does. Right. And what what that is, is that's just... Uh, Sounds like jealousy. It is jealousy. Bit. And also, how much do you think Eminem cares about those awards? He doesn't. He doesn't care about... He doesn't show up for most of them. No. Like, some he might, but most he doesn't. Like, he's not even there when he wins them. Yeah. He doesn't rap for awards. So, if you're worried about... 
And I'm going to go ahead and tell you, these other rappers don't rap for awards either. They rap, you know, to make money and to say what they want to say. They're not rapping for awards. So that's probably not even a problem for them. That's a problem for you. Like, oh, well, I want to see this other guy win this award that Eminem won. And it's like, okay, well, Eminem doesn't give a fuck about this award. You shouldn't either. Awards are, for the most part, bullshit. I mean, <laughs> you, you win them, and it's cool to win Emmys and stuff. But it's not why you should be doing it. You should be doing it because you love to do it, and you you know want to make money and provide for your family and stuff. But And if you win one, you oh, cool, I won an Emmy. Not, not like... Oh shit, you know, there's this other rapper that people really like that thinks they, you know, deserved it more. It's like the Kanye West thing where yeah, he thought. It's like, Beyonce had the greatest video of all time. Of all time. Until it was supposed to like, what the fuck, dude, this is my moment. Like, but I he's also this. the guy that thinks slavery was a choice <laughs> and we should abolish the 13th Kanye, Amendment. He, I mean, you're going to listen gone. to that guy. You think he might deserve one of those awards over Eminem? Please. But, like, since we're talking about the awards, right? So let's go over some of uh, uh, Eminem's accolades, right? He has eight American Music Awards, 17 Billboard Awards, four Brit Awards, 15 Grammys. He has 16 MTV Europe Music Awards, 12 MTV Music Video Awards. He's got seven People's Choice Awards, ten World Music Awards. He has an Academy Award from Lose Yourself from the soundtrack to Eight Mile. And so he's been nominated. He's been nominated 339 times between different organizations and different continents. And he's won 151 awards out of the ones that he's been nominated for. That is, you know, nearly almost nearly half. Of everything he went up for an award, he won. But the thing is, is that these awards, especially in the hip-hop community, you don't get shit just because you're white. Nope. People might think that that's like a novelty. Do you have any idea how tough it is to win those kind of awards when you're mixed in with all these other people? Because at the same time that he's doing like the... Well, when he does Marshall Mathers LP... Right, like his second album, that's at the same time that you know Dr. Dre's Chronic 2001 is like, well, 2001, 2000, it's right, right around the same period of time. And Chronic 2001 was an amazing record, but so was Slim Shady uh, LP and Marshall Mathers LP. Well, like you were saying about the uh, Lose Yourself song that won the Academy Award, yeah. It was the first rap song to ever win one. Yeah. And Eminem wasn't even there. Yeah. He wasn't even there to collect the Academy Award because yeah. he didn't care. Hip-hop has never had a song that won an Academy Award. He was the first one to do it, and he was like, that's cool. I mean, but I'm not going to show up for that. I, that's not, I'm not worried about it. He's the only white person to ever be on the cover of The Source and Double, uh, uh, Double XL. Yeah. Which also, there's another little funny thing about the source later that will come up. <laughs> yeah, so Eminem broke barriers between the white and black communities, actually. He was actually somebody that was like, um, actually made good progress, I think. Because he's a guy, you know, he's, he's a white dude that 
is amazing at rap and also he gives back. Like he's not a guy that's like, oh, I'm taking it all. I'm taking over the world. He gives back. Like most, pretty much everyone that he's ever signed, you know, has been a black rapper. Yeah. You know, usually. He doesn't really hire white people. (laughs) Not really, because I mean, I imagine, you know, have as a white person trying to rap battle Eminem, which is the most iconic, you know, probably rapper of all time, but he's also like the ideal person you want to be uh, if you're a rapper and you're a white person. Yeah. You're like, okay, I have to go in there. I have to stand face to face with them and rap them. Most of those guys probably can't even get past the first words. Yeah. You know? Well, and like when you look at people like, like Lil White, for example, because mm-hmm. I, I, I listen to Lil White every once in a while. <laughs> Just because I feel Not like. Not Lil Wayne. Not, Not Lil, Lil Wayne. Wayne. Lil White. Uh, from you know hypnotized minds. If you guys know anything about Three Six Mafia, so Lil White, he's another one of those guys that like he's just like a he's a, like a little white dude from Memphis that got so good that Three Six Mafia was like, we want you to come in and work with us because he works with like Gangsta Boo. He's done stuff with like, I think like Juicy J. And like a lot of the guys that, well, Gangsta Boo isn't part of 3-6 anymore because they pretty much all kind of broke apart and right. went their own separate ways. But, you know, he's on, you know, like when uh, Gangsta Boo uh, did her uh, EP called Witch, he was on that. Actually, the name of the song is called On That. <laughs> and so I love that it was song. On too. That, On That. Yeah. <laughs> the song is actually called On That. Um and the crazy thing is, is that like you don't see like any other white people in like a three, six mafia video. You don't see any other white people in a gangsta boo video or like anything, unless you see little white, he has actually gained their respect that, you know, he can show up amongst those guys from like the hypnotized minds, like the, uh, the old record label. And he actually could get a job like working with those guys and get his own album and everything. And I think what it what it is is that people are like, well, instead of looking at like the white rappers like they're you know like they're the vanilla ice type guys, let's give them a chance to see what they can do. And Little White's pretty good. Yeah, Little White's pretty good. I mean, uh, and he's he's not insane enough to be like, I'm a white rapper. I have to go after Eminem. But we'll <laughs> talk knows, about that later. Yeah, he knows that he couldn't just do shit like that. But he, that's not, he's not trying to go after M because that's... Because you're only making a name for yourself temporarily. Yeah. And people will know who you are and they'll listen to that song that Eminem's about to destroy you on. Right. You know. You know, but that that's, that's something we talk about. I'm going to play another song off the Shady LP because we really need to get past this album. Yeah. Now, there's some really good shit on this album. So much good shit. I play this whole album. I forget. It's one of those albums you could literally play and never be like, oh, I don't like I this listened song. to Yeah, the other day, and I, I would listen to it before I went to work. I, I listened to it on the way to work. I listened to it on the way back from work. I listened to it when I got home. Because this is a really good album. What, what would you say is your favorite song from Slim Shady LP? From Slim Shady LP, uh... I'm looking at. I know what mine is. Like the list, without a doubt, I already know what mine is. What's your favorite song? Is Role Model. Role Model is a damn good one. The beat on Role Model is fucking amazing, and the point. I'm going to attempt to drown myself. You're going to 
can try this at home. You can be just like me. Bluetooth issues again. It's okay. Connected to Bluetooth. <laughs> start it, start it back over again. Okay, I'm going to attempt to drown myself. You can try this at home. <laughs> you can be just like me. You can definitely tell this is a Dr. Dre beat, too. Yeah, it's as really As soon good. as you hear it, you know this is Dr. Dre. Mic check, one, two. We record? I'm cancerous. When I did, she wouldn't want to answer this. If you responded back with a bad rap, you wrote for cannabis. I strangled you to death and I choked you again. And break your fucking legs till your bones poke through your skin. You beat for me, I'm an equal score equally. Take you on Jimmy Springer and beat your ass easily. <laughs> I get you grunted on my funny home bones. Cause when I smoke down, I get the trees turned into sunny bones. Oh, it's good. Oh, no. I never get drugs. That would mean the line and get boxed more than the president does. Hillary Clinton trying to slap me and call me a pervert. I ripped the fucking time to style better servers. <laughs> Lately I'm on edge. Rap vanilla ice and rip on his bronze red. That's a little man, but went out with his gone Follow me and do exactly what the song says. Smoke weed, take pills, drop out of school, kill people and drink, jump behind the wheel like it was still legal. I'm dumb enough to walk in a storm and still. So I'm dumb enough to ask for a date with Lauren Hill. Yeah. <laughs> only see that I'm white, ignoring skills, cause I stand out with a green hat, but I'm orange still. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't even see for the mix. How the fuck can I be white? I don't even exist. I get a clean shave, babe, go to a rave, die from an overdose, and dig myself up out of my grave. My middle finger won't go down. How do I wave? And this is how I'm supposed to teach kids how to behave. Now follow me and do exactly what you see. Don't you want to grow up to be just like me? He's already talking about, like, I'm not a role model. Like, don't look up to me as, like, a dude that's inspirational. Like... Uh, there's a couple songs that I really I like. Heard. I like how the part when he was he was talking about like, the white Bronco and he's like, "We did it, we did it." <laughs> it was like, man, you bring out the OJ trial and shit now. Yeah, this so, is like a going through a time capsule because of the the Clintons and OJ yeah. and everything. So good. So uh, I'm gonna give you an example of a couple more songs that I really enjoy on this. Uh, Come on, everybody. That's the next one. <laughs> Yeah, Nirvana reference. Yeah, I mean, he just. Yeah. Another one that's really good. Rock bottom. Rock bottom. Rock bottom is like this is him like being super real about just like how fucked up his life is. All the happy people. This one's really good. It's kind of depressing, but it's really good. 
Yeah, it is. It's it's one of the the better songs on this album. Like. Sounds like interesting how he's mentioning Haley in this song, and he continues to mention Haley all throughout his album. Yeah, always. Yeah, and then of course. Just don't give a fuck. <laughs> Difference to D12 right there. <laughs> Marty Schottenheimer reference. Yeah. Marty Schott. Um, this song right here, he got sued for. But the guy didn't win. His brain damage. Brain damage, oh yeah. Uh, the bully he talks about in this, D'Angelo Bailey, uh, said it ruined his reputation to try to sue Eminem for a million dollars, but he could. Yeah. You can't bully someone and then when they talk about it, sue them for it. Yeah. And then... Yeah. That's who he's Turns is probably my favorite song. As the world turns. Yeah, this one's pretty fucked up. Yeah. It is. <laughs> it is very fucked up. There's so many good songs on this album. It's the last one we'll go over. And then uh, we'll move to the next one. We should also, we should have mentioned uh, when Bad Meets Evil, because... Bad Meets Evil comes back, because that's Royce the 5'9". Yeah, Royce the 5'9". Royce the 5'9". They actually made a song or a CD together, yeah. Yeah, because that was kind of like a group was Bad Meets Evil, and it was Royce and them. I said it wasn't me, I got a twin. Oh my god, a two, not again. It all started when my mother took my wife away because I murdered my guinea pig. 
stuff him in the microwave. After that, it was straight to the 40 ounces. Slap a teacher, jacking off in front of my class clown freshman. Man, the dude is super crazy. That dude. He has uh, some fucked up shit that happened in school, too. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the Michigan is <laughs> fucked up. Michigan is fucked up. <laughs> like, I if, mean, you're, if you're driving across the border and uh, you, like, get into into uh, into Michigan, it should just say, like, you know, welcome to Michigan. If you go to Detroit, it's fucked up. <laughs> it's fucked up. You better go around. You ass better go to you Ann Arbor. better go around. <laughs> <laughs> Your ass better go around. <laughs> If you go through Detroit, you're gonna get fucking shot by those dudes that killed Robocop. Fucking <laughs> they killed Robocop. Those man. motherfuckers killed Robocop, man. Murphy. That's some fucked up shit. Yeah, fucking Murphy. How do you kill Murphy? If you're gonna kill anybody, kill Murphy Brown. <laughs> or Chris Brown. Or Chris Brown. <laughs> oh my god. Just just tell him Eminem told you to do it. Right, yeah. Uh, Cause that'll hold up in court. They'll believe you. Yeah. But like fucking Eminem again. <laughs> fucking Slim Shady just ruining shit for everybody. <laughs> yeah. But like that whole album is just great though. It is from start to finish. One of the best CDs and it blew my mind. I'm trying to remember where I was and what I was doing the first time I heard that CD. Cause it's your introduction to Eminem. And, um, I want to say what I used to do is I used to watch uh, when, you know, MTV showed music videos uh, instead of whatever the fuck they do now. 16 and pregnant. Uh, (laughs) Whenever they showed it, I used to always go in whenever uh, they're about to show like new videos and stuff. And I'd always record them on a VHS tape. Yeah. Millennials won't understand this. (laughs) VHS, man, that shit's old school. Because you guys had the I had to do that, too. You guys had the benefit of, you know, Janet Jackson happening and YouTube getting created. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you, you know, um, y'all probably don't understand that either. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we saw Janet's titty, yo. <laughs> yeah. YouTube was created as a result of that, pretty much. Um, but anyway, um, uh I would go in and I'd record it. So the first time I seen uh, Slipknot, it was on uh, the, the fresh music. You remember they used to rip the thing, fresh video. Yeah. And they'd show it. And one of them, I was like, oh, wonder what this is going to be. And I start recording. I always record. If something I don't like, I'll record over it. And uh, Eminem was one of them that came on. And I think it was, yeah, it was, well, it was definitely my name is. I think that was the only video that was originally made for that. And then eventually they made Guilty Conscience into a video. Yeah, but I think that came, I think they came, went back and did that after the Marshall Mathers LP came out because I don't think it came, I don't think they made it during the album. I, I don't I, remember the timeline of it exactly. But I can't remember. They, they did eventually have. do a video for that because I guess it's like that's the kind of song that like it, you almost have to make a video because of, of how well everything is described. Mm-hmm. You can listen to it and it sounds good. It's, just, it's like a story where it's like you're dealing with like fucked up situations and M telling them to do the fucked up stuff and Dre telling them not to do it. But it's a lot better when you can actually see like they freeze everything and then you see M's point of view and then you see Dre's point of view, you know. And it's like it works so much better, I think, as a music video than it does as just a song because now you can see everything 
you see Dre talking and you see him talking and you get to see how they interact with each other in the video. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And yeah, everything you see on that. I mean, I wish it was like that today. I mean, nowadays you just go on like, you know, YouTube and type in and then all the videos are on vivo or whatever. Yeah. And honestly, I kind of missed the wait, the anticipation of things and the surprise of things. Like everything's like, just oh, kind of, TV's going to drop the new Eminem video. Yeah. You're it's like, like oh, I wonder shit. what that's going to be. You never it's heard the, the song before. You've never seen the video. You can't get leads. It'll be like you know? world premiere. World premiere. You're like, yeah. yeah and then so, it shows and you're like, that was fucking awesome. Yeah. And I think that's something else that's kind of affecting uh, people in record sales and movies and stuff like that is everyone already knows everything. Yeah, because every every movie gets leaked. People can't shut their mouth and like, oh, I know what's going on in the movie. And it's like, and then you have the balls to bitch about the movie. You ruined it, fucker. Yeah, you ruined it. Yeah, yeah. God, it's 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 like the you know just one little comment or I'll rant all day. It's like the solo movie. There's so much bad shit. Everyone was talking about it before it came out. It's actually good. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. So, I mean, because I, 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 I still have yet to watch it because I've been busy with work. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm anticipating we'll more than likely do an episode about it at, you know, at some point. Yeah. But uh, It needs an episode. I mean, it's really just a good movie. I mean, you guys need to get over yourself. Stop trying to ruin everything. Yeah. Quit okay. jumping on that hate dick all the time. <laughs> Getting ready to jump on that hate dick. Stop being haters. <laughs> but uh, but we're going to go ahead and jump uh, now into the Marshall Mathers LP, the original. Yes. Which uh, this is, this is like, if you want to talk about M's career going supernova, it's this fucking album. He fucking album. explodes when this album comes out. It's probably one of the greatest albums ever made. Yeah, it's... It's actually, fun fact, it's one of the highest-selling hip-hop albums of all time. I think yes. it's number two. Uh, I can't remember what number one is. Number one, I think, is uh, Speaker Box from Outkast. Marshall Mathers LP is number two, right below that, and only by a few hundred thousand copies, if I remember right. Or, like, Speaker Box was, like, 11-point-something million. Yeah. And Marshall Mathers LP was, like, 10 point two or something right so like i don't think it's even quite a million difference yeah but uh but yeah then we'll yeah we'll, we'll get to that okay marshall mathers lp this is another public service announcement brought to you in part by slim shady slim shady does not give a fuck what you think if you don't like it you can suck his fucking cock little did you know upon purchasing this album you have just kissed his ass Slim Shady is fed up with your shit, and he's going to kill you. Yeah. Hey, anything else? Yeah. Sue me. When I was changing. May I have your attention, please? May I have your attention, please? Will the real Slim Shady please stand up? I repeat. Will the real Slim Shady please stand up? Great music video. Uh, yes, this is the one that has uh, was like Kathy Griffin's in it, right? Yeah, is she the nurse in this video? Yeah, and yeah. one of the best instances of this this happening was ever the MTV Music Awards. Whenever you had all the the stands and everything, the and then, yeah. oh yeah, 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 and the they, army of some shadies out in the yeah. uh, outside of the theater. 
when yeah, they were they, doing the music awards. All with their hair dyed blonde, and they all walked in whenever he was rapping, and then he made did the part about Carson Daly and Fred Durst uh, while he was walking by and them. Christina Aguilera, who she gave, yeah. who Christina gave head to first. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. He, he didn't like, give he's a right fuck. there where Christina is too when he does it. Yeah, she's there. She, she, it's kind of funny because the seating's pretty much exactly the same as he said in the song. It's right. like Christina Aguilera, Fred Durst, and Carson Daly, mm-hmm. right there, <laughs> right there next to each other. Wasn't Fred Durst like in the row in front of him or something? Uh, yeah, I think so. I they were right there. Exactly Carson Daly yeah. was the only one like, "Hey, good, good diss or whatever." Yeah. High five because you know Carson Daly loved him and him. Yeah. Um, but Carson Daly loved everybody, really. Like he, you know, he was. He still does a radio show. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I forget what it's called. Probably Carson Daly something. Uh, I don't remember. I remember he had like a late night show that came on. I think after Conan's show on NBC when Conan was still on NBC. Wonder if he still paints his fingernails was, black. I, th- I think it was called like like Last Call with Carson Daly or something. <laughs> And uh, that kind of thing, but last uh, call for pussy, y'all. <laughs> but he also he was a really big fan of Marilyn Manson too. That's why Manson came and showed up on Total Request Live all the time. Yeah, but Manson liked to weird like, out the set. Like he always liked to go and creep everyone out. Yeah, like, go and weird it out. That was fun stuff. But Eminem was basically anytime Eminem showed up, like he almost shut down that entire block. Yeah, like he had to. Like he, the paparazzi for Eminem was so insane yeah. back in those days. All those crazy ass girls were like, "Oh, oh, it's Eminem, it's Eminem," and like trying to get autographs and shit. And he's just like, yeah. "I just need to go to the studio. Like, I do not need to be fucking around with." All They'd have to here. keep the. Uh, cameras off the crowds and stuff like that because there was like so many girls like flashing and stuff oh, yeah. i remember them talking about like that oh yeah they would they couldn't even like show the crowd they had to like do a different camera angle because you know you have the crowd in the back scene mm-hmm. you know in, in the window yeah. yeah in the windows and stuff you can see like the whole crowd there and uh they pretty much when eminem came they had to use a different camera angle because there'd be like so many titties in the and stuff <laughs> That's a good problem to have, though. I guess, <laughs> too right? many titties. Yeah, it's like it's like yo, man. Everywhere I go, it's just like just too many titties, just everywhere. It's like you poor, you poor, poor bastard. Right, you sports son of a bitch. <laughs> oh man, I don't know what you're gonna do with your life. Right. So, uh, as far as like hate comments go, um, this is where we kind of get into sort of like the the nuts and bolts of all of it. So it, so people really hate Eminem's lyrics, like completely so it says sometimes the detroit native can be hilarious and entertaining but other times i find him totally reprehensible very rarely is there a time when i can where i can stand his lyrics surrounding pedophilia incest and rape like on the song insane on relapse where he's you know talking about like his you know dad fucking him and stuff it's crazy oh yeah Uh, and revelry and, and murdering his parents partners or whoever else he is a damn father, but he's got no respect for women. Then how is he? Uh, how is he to expect other men to respect his own children? His daughters, uh, Haley, Elena, and then he has the other girl who's a was it, she adopted or is she stepdaughter? Somebody in here I don't think understood exactly. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, I, I know he had um, the other girl that was his brother's daughter. That must be brother, the other one. His brother did the youngest. Yeah, his brother's died, and then he adopted her. 
Oh, okay. So that must be. So I guess so. She's like an adopted daughter then. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, but it says all three girls are grown or grown or growing up. Uh, Kim, his uh, ex-wife, spoke openly about him on radio about his being an asshole of a father, using their names and his songs to to sell records. Most people call her a liar, but if you see his old tour videos, uh, she speaks the truth of him. Writing a whole song about killing your girlfriend or wife is problematic, which is like the song Kim from Marshall Mathers LP, Mm -hmm. um, which is the album we're on. Uh, Even if she did do some screwed up things, his daughter would someday go on to hear that when uh, he would hear that when he was hear that when he was writing it. So the amount of derogatory terms used in his songs, if listened to by someone who doesn't understand why he's exactly writing those lyrics can reinforce someone's extremely negative feelings towards women for whatever reason on their own, as kind of depicted in his song Stan, you could potentially take relating to his music way too far if you don't get it. And that's in quotation marks. For a long time and possibly still, a lot of his main audience uh, were kids or are kids slash young adults between the ages of 11 and 24. Their parents hated the idea of him for a lot of the same things I mentioned above. They didn't fully grasp the creative freedom he was taking, or even if they did, they felt like their kids would not. <laughs> yeah, 11-year-olds definitely should not be listening to Eminem. No. If you... So... Because Steve has two boys, right? Yes. And so if if Ethan, your oldest, if he's like eleven and he's listening to Eminem, what what do you do? Uh, well, the thing I would have to do is uh, this is parenting one on one by Steven. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I would have see. It's not going to do any good to tell him not to listen to that. For one, you can't tell kids not to because then they'll be like. I'm going to do it behind their back or something. Fuck you. I'm going to do it anyway, dad. Yeah. Yeah. But I'd definitely take it away from them. And then I'd give them something else to listen to. Like something else, maybe similar, but you know, not what Eminem's talking about. Like I would give them some like, Hey, check this out instead. And, you know, give them some, like maybe some old school hip hop stuff. Like, you know, if he wants to listen to some MCs, with like a good LL beat cool and Jay. stuff like that. Yeah, stuff like that. That's not as bad. Because LL didn't really cuss back in the day. No, you know, maybe even, you know, give him some Will Smith. He had some fun stuff that yeah. he had going on. And he talked about stuff. You know, he had issues, too. He just has his thing, you know, because... He's more know, of a positive rapper. Yeah, he's a man of the people. Right, yeah. Eminem's a man that's against the people. <laughs> uh, you know, I listened to Eminem when I was younger, but it was, you know, like 16 Right. And stuff like that. That's that's fine. Because like, when M started... You're you mature know. enough to know what he's talking about. That's the thing. You shouldn't let 11-year-olds, because they may even take some of the stuff he's saying literally. Yeah. And that could affect their, you know, mental state. Like, may even make them think some of the stuff that he's saying is okay. Mm-hmm. They, they don't understand it's not, you know, meant to be taken literally. Yeah. Because some people, like <clears throat> kids especially, if they hear the song Kim, for example... They think like, oh, well, you know, if my girlfriend is giving me problems, I'm just going to go kill that bitch. It's yeah, like, I'm no, you do not do like, that. No, you don't, you don't treat women like anything Eminem says Yeah, that he treats women, you know, and a lot of that isn't. He doesn't do this shit in real life. Yeah, isn't Eminem treating women this way? It's Eminem, his aggression towards his hatred for some women, starting with his mother and then going to Kim. And, you know, he has a bad relationship with women. Yeah. That's why he's not married and 
doesn't really, you know, have public relationships or anything like that because they're all pretty toxic. He has trust issues and he doesn't really trust women at all. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's also kind of funny though because most of the time when he does collaborations though, it's with women on songs. There's best, like, you know, because like they, Nicki Minaj. And yeah, they understand. Rihanna. You know, they understand what he went through. Mm-hmm. Like, and, you know, who who wouldn't? You know, he tells you his story, exaggerated stories. Yeah. But it's based off truth a lot of times, but it's exaggerated. You know, that's what art are. That's why when you watch a movie, it's like based on a true story. Shit didn't go down like that. It's, it's based <laughs> on a true story. It's a, the idea of the it happening was similar, but they add and take away stuff to make it, you know, a movie. Yeah. But I, you know, I, I think the other thing, too, is that, you know, like on this on the song, uh, The Way I Am, like, you know, you could probably go ahead and put that on now. Like that song specifically is like, that's who the fuck he is. He cannot change the way that his mind thinks. Yeah. Because when he, when he writes rhymes, this is, this is how he feels. But a lot of times, this is how he gets the shit out of his system. He does it through lyrics. And so he doesn't have to go out and like actually kill people in real life. Yeah. And that's, that's artists. You know, artists are always tortured normally and they, they have to get out their anger or their confusion or anything like that with, with this art that they have. And like, as far as lyricists, I mean, I probably don't, you don't even know what he, a lot, probably a lot of people doesn't even know what he says there at the beginning. Cause he kind of says things that sound similar or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Cause he's like, I'm stuck with this curse, with this, uh, with this, this, uh, thing to, to curse and blurt out this bizarre shit that, you know, that works and it yeah. sells and it helps and itself, you know, cause it's like, it's him talking about like, it's just the crazy shit that comes up in his mind. That's yeah. how he, that's how he thinks of his rhymes. It's like crazy shit. Yeah. He, but all of it like has a great flow to it. You know, I mean, you know, <laughs> But even like right there where he's talking about like, you know, it's like you can go ahead and, you know, call yourself a, you know, you know, get yourself a lawsuit and everything. And, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll smile in the courtroom and buy you a wardrobe because he got yeah. sued by his mom and he got sued by Kim because uh, yeah. because the song Kim, you know, like he'd already been, I think, sued by his mom from the first album. Right. Debbie. And then. Yeah. On the second album, he got sued again by by Kim because she was talking about like, well, the song Kim is like disparaging to me because it's making me look I'm the like I'm the bad guy and then he kills me in the song, you know, and it's like all this kind of stuff and I'm like that's how he gets his like demons out of his system, you know. Yeah. But the the crazy thing is is that the person that probably understood him the most through all this shit was Marilyn Manson because Marilyn ended up doing. It was like a, a remix of this song with him where he did, you know, part of the of the lyrics for it, you know, and that's one of the best versions of the way I am is the one where he has Manson helping him, you know, yeah, it because is. Manson understands the same way Manson pretty much, although he they, they talk about different types of shit, 
you know, because Manson's more like religious oriented and he talks a lot about that kind of stuff. He talks a lot about Hollywood and how fake people are and stuff like that. I mean, but, it talks about growing up poor and yeah. prejudice and stuff like so that. So they have different things that they talk about, but Manson understands M and M understands Manson uh-huh. because they both are guys that are like lightning rods for controversy and they say controversial shit in their records and people hate him for it. But when you look at it, it's like he's still one of the most successful like hip hop artists of all time. Because if you start putting like albums from like Biggie and Pac and like some of the greatest MCs we've ever known, right? There's some shit that Tupac did that never outsold Eminem's, right? You know, and and that's the crazy thing is that despite how fucking crazy he sounds on these records, I mean, like that drug ballad song. That drug ballad song is fucking crazy too. The drug ballad song is probably and- my. One of my favorite songs on here. It's yeah. a great party song. Yes, it is. Yeah. But, like, there's a bunch of crazy shit on that song. Yeah, like... And then... But it's like... I think what happens is is that people sometimes just take this shit way too seriously. That's part of the problem. It is. They, they take it literally. Like, they actually think, like... This is stuff he wants to do or whatever. It's like it's not. He he has some things he wants to say, and he just so happens to be really great at coming up with rhymes, you know, and how he does it. And he's very aggressive. Like aggressive Eminem is awesome. Yeah. Well, like, and you like if you go to the song Criminal at the very beginning of Criminal, he has a thing where he talks about this. Where he's like, people, you know, always think that what I do on a record or what I say on a record is like shit I'll do in real life. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. This is one of my favorite songs from this album. Cause I'm a criminal. <laughs> yeah, I love this song. This song is great. It's like the ending song, so it's a really good way to finish this, the album. This this would be considered his best album, right? Yeah. Yeah, like that he's ever put together. Because I was just looking at the list, and I'm just like... Every song on this Every song's like a number one hit. Or it's a misunderstood hit, yeah. It's like listening to Red Hot Chili Peppers' Give It Away Now, or, uh, or Blood Sugar Sex Blood Magic. Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Yeah. That entire album is great. <laughs> it's like nothing but, like, a lot of times when you're listening to Red Hot Chili Peppers on the radio, that song's from that album. <laughs> yep. You know, except whenever they did, like, Californication and stuff, that had and a like, bunch yeah, of... Yeah, it's like Stadium, Arcadium era. Yeah, that yeah. came later. I think that, uh, Hey Yo, or Hey Snow, Snow Hey Yo, or I forget what the fuck the name of that song was. That was on Stadium Arcadium. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. I can't think of it off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah I've listened to it a billion times. I just, I don't know. send you directly to jail. Gay man, you can. Oh yeah, Uh, yeah. I mean, they're all they're all great. It's him being aggressive, but it's still kind of a fun song, right? And also, like on on this, it's like there's the uh, point. I guess it's like in the middle where he's he's at like I guess it's a gas station or something. And he was like, he's like, fucking put the money in the bag. And she was like, don't kill me. And he was like, fucking put the money in the bag and I won't shoot you. And she was like, don't kill me. And all this kind of stuff. And then she finally puts the stuff in the bag and he just shoots her and he runs off. He's like, thank, thank you. you. 
They do some shit like that in uh, D12, too. Yeah, where it's like little skits or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and then, uh, of course, he has to make a return song. Yeah. It's great. Uh, his highest selling album to date was this one. Remember Me was really good too with like Sticky Fingers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how we knew who the fuck Sticky Fingers was because we first heard him on this scene. Well, well, yeah, that and then he made another song with Sticky Fingers called What If I Was White. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was the other one that we knew. And that if, was, I think that's on, that's on Sticky Fingers album. If you guys want to look it up, it is hilarious. Because uh, I, I might be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure the last uh, line of it's like Eminem's like, "Yo, what if I was white?" <laughs> <laughs> the Eminemville song with Bizarre is pretty good too. Bizarre from D12. Yeah. Yeah. All these songs are really good. Like, really, everything on this CD is amazing. I, I don't even think that this is what's hated about Eminem. Because if you listen to this album, um, you probably loved it. I mean... <laughs> because growing up with the Eminem, I mean... It's good. I mean, it really is good because every teenager has some type of aggression or, you know, has some type of shit they're trying to work through or they think they have some shit they're trying to work through. You know, teenagers. When you're 16, 17, you just want to bitch about everything. Yeah. Yeah. You think you know the world and you don't know shit. Listen to Eminem, you know, some things don't seem as bad. You know, so he, he does help a lot of people. Because if anything, like, you can listen to his album and he's got a good laugh and be like, dude, that dude's motherfucking crazy. Yeah, that dude's fucked up. You know, this dude, you know, or, you know, you might take some of his songs to heart. You might be listening to some of his songs and just start crying or something. You know? Yeah. Because uh, there's I mean, some of those things that he's written that's like, damn, he like really went emotional with this. You know? Yeah, a lot of those emotional things, he doesn't like to end emotional, though. Like, you know, you'll, you'll hear him make a joke, like, at the very end or something like that. Right. Just to kind of, like, like, maybe that was too serious for, you know, Eminem. Maybe I should just say this at the end, you know? Just so you know that he's not, like, for real about it. He's, yeah. just, he's just fucking with people. Are but you? Yeah. One of the other things that I, I thought was fucked up is that I had somebody uh, in my notes when I was going through stuff. Um, it, it Somebody said that uh, Eminem does not evolve as an artist. And I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, I'm pretty sure he's way different from some shady LP to Kamikaze because you can listen to those two albums. They're like very different. You know, because that's like the beginning of his career, and then like you know the the newest album in his career. But it's, well, this seems like a good segue to get to the Eminem show because that'll show you evolution right there. Yeah. So uh, we'll talk about this, and then we'll go to Eminem show. Yeah. Yeah. So it says, "I understand that evolution is difficult and risky uh, for artists. Few artists uh, take that shift, and the ones that do rarely do it convincingly. But what makes Andre 3000 the roots?" Ghostface Killer, 
Kanye West and even Kendrick Lamar so impressive is that they, in one way or another, evolve. Listeners are occasionally split amongst their discography because so much of their work is musically, lyrically, and topically very different. This cannot be said in regards to Eminem. For the most part, he's always been the same artist. I suppose today he's not nearly as polarizing, and you can and you cannot place him into the horrorcore subgenre, but his career consists of him rapping about similar things over similar production. This shows he's one-dimensional and predictable. What is Outkast doing right now? Uh, they hadn't really done shit. They don't because exist Big Boy anymore. And, and Andre 3000, they don't... I mean, How can not- you t- say someone evolved when they made, like, three fucking CDs? Yeah. I mean, but the thing... You know, that, that's the like thing the that roots, pisses me off. It's or, like the, the 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 dude that's like Questlove, the drummer from The Roots, he, he works on Jimmy Fallon's TV show. Yeah, that's what he's doing now. So, and, and then Ghostface Killer, like I'm a big Wu-Tang Clan fan. Like I used to have the Wu-Tang logo on the back of my car. I'm a huge Wu-Tang fan. I listen to them like constantly. And, and I love Ghostface and Ghostface is extremely good. Ghostface never had an album that jumped off like any of Eminem's. No. I mean, you know, like I and then Kanye, Kanye, as he goes through his career, gets progressively more crazy and destructive. He seems and not like crazy he devolves. Yeah, if he's you like want to use evolution when you, when you talk to it. I always hated that, too. That doesn't seem like it matches with an artist evolving and devolving. It's progressing or regressing, really. Yeah, you know? but not, you know. But I think the thing about, like, when people talk about evolution of an artist, right, ACDC sounds the exact same, the exact damn same that they do now that they did back in the 70s. Why would they change it? Because it's a formula that works. You know when you put on an ACDC album, you know that you're, you know pretty much what you're going to hear is going to be, you know, like a, a pretty basic chord structure, you know, power rock and... You know, for those about to rock, you know, like it's really it, anytime it's like power rock. Anytime corn steps outside of their box, people fucking riot. Right. Remember the issue CD? How much people had fucking problems with issues? And there was some stuff on issues that I liked. There's about like that six CD. songs on that albums that legit fucking badass. Like, yeah, and then really there's other awesome. songs where you're like, yeah, and you guys really just only had a few good songs. Yeah. But you made a whole album and you filled the rest of it with some kind of shit songs. Yeah, but it is still good, but people like, you know, I, I I compare their Issues album to, you know, Manson's Mechanical Animals album. People just didn't like Corn changing. Yeah. Into something else. Now, like my, you know, one of my favorite albums or my favorite album probably from Manson is actually Mechanical Animals. Yeah. Because I'll tell people that, like, you know, like, I, I think I even mentioned it in the Marilyn Manson, Marilyn Manson episode we did. I met John Five, you know, and I was like, I was like, dude, I've always been like a big fan of yours, you know, because I'm like, you're like one of the best guitarists like in the world. He was like, dude, I appreciate that. That's awesome. Then he and- gave him a hand jam. <laughs> It's like, it'd be like Roger on uh, American Dad. It'd be like, I get the Handy J out in the parking lot. You know, it's like, no, I'm not doing that. That's what I thought about when I was thinking about, I was thinking about Roger. But, uh, but I met John Five and I was like, I was like, dude, I'm like, I know, you know, you and, and Manson, like you guys don't tour or anything anymore and you're not part of the band, but my favorite album that you did like guitars on was Mechanical Animals. 
And he was like, dude, I've literally never had anybody ever say that to me. He was like, most people don't like mechanical animals. They didn't, they didn't dig it. And I'm like, I fucking love that CD. Like, I listen Well, they to can that. mechanical go fuck themselves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or go fuck themselves with a mechanical bull. Right, yeah. <laughs> Ride the bull. But, you well, know. What do they like, call those things? Uh, the fucking, uh. The machines that fuck. <laughs> what do they call the, those? Uh, oh, um. Oh, shit. I know what you're talking about. It's like a. Sabian. It's a, uh, a Sibian. Sibian machine. Like, Cybian you can machine. ride it. Yeah, and it's like it, it vibrates your cooch. Yeah, yeah. We got way <laughs> off topic. Wow. Yeah, we're talking uh, about like, cooch. A, yeah, like Ava adored the Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, a lot of people didn't like that because it was kind of experimental and weird. Yeah, but that to me that was like him like showing people like Trent Reznor and stuff like that. Like you're not the best at that. I am. Yeah. Like, look what I can do, pretty much by myself. But the good artists. Like, people that say that Eminem doesn't evolve, it's like his lyrics evolve over time, his singing evolved over time. I don't know. Like, if you go to Eminem's show, right, just... We're going to Eminem's show, and I, so, I, uh, right off the bat, I have a good... Like cleaning out my closet, he does a little bit of singing in that, too. Yeah, I think he even starts this song saying he can't sing. You know, some of these songs, I mean... And I listen to Eminem, like, a lot. Like, when I'm not listening to the podcast, I'm listening to, like, Slipknot, Eminem, Manson. Um, Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande. <laughs> I mean, she has great taste in men. <laughs> nah. <laughs> well, you know, because if you're if you're going with, with uh, what's his name? What's his name? Like, Pete, Pete Davidson? Davidson. You know, because everybody's talking about he has that big dick energy and whatever. You ever hear about that? No, I don't want to. <laughs> Everybody was talking about, like, she apparently said some shit on Twitter about how big, like, his dick was accidentally. And people were like, oh, so he's kind of a normal-looking dude, but he's got that big dick energy. That's how he got Ariana Grande. And now everybody started making all these memes about big dick energy, you know? Like, I was watching just randomly, and then we'll get back to the the world. The world, man. But uh, I was watching uh, College Game Day on ESPN. And they were at Oregon, and they were doing, like, a tribute to Animal House. And the fucking, uh, the Oregon duck found somebody in the crowd that had a sign that said Big Duck Energy. And he grabbed the <laughs> sign, and he's holding it behind Lee Corso and Kirk Herb Street with a giant sign that says Big Duck Energy. <laughs> mm. I was like, that's only, the only way that that's even allowable on TV is because they change it from Big Dick Energy to Big Duck Energy. And it's was, the Oregon Ducks, so they're like. I was oh, gonna say fine. they let Lee Corso's face be on TV, so and they, they, they allow criminal. anything. Yeah, <laughs> we we have to look at Lee Corso's face, but we can't see Janet Jackson's titties. This is bullshit. This is bullshit. <laughs> one of them is a beautiful part of nature, and the other one is fucking horrible. I bet you if Justin Timberlake would have pulled out his dick, no one would have said shit. No, <laughs> like fucking sexist ass country. People be like, "That's a fucking sexy dick, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sexy dick." This Timberlake, Timberlake could like pull his dick out on live TV, and people would be like, "I ain't mad at it." He could literally shit on Jimmy Fallon's desk, and, and then would, they air it, and they'd be like, it "Hey, would have like a that's billion, just like watches on YouTube." That's just JT, baby. That's, that's just, just JT. JT. <laughs> what you do, baby? And he'd be on the desk, like squatting over with his ass hanging out, and be like, "Come on down to Burgerville," and then like drop a, a fucking. He would be like, "That's the sexiest shit I've ever seen." <laughs> that is the sexiest motherfucker ever. <laughs> right. 
But anyway, <laughs> but like, but this album, especially so getting back to what we're here to do. Yeah, you don't hear um, Eminem do any of this on his first two albums. This. No, he doesn't do like these kind of like emotional like singing type things. And this is one of uh, his his first albums where he's kind of like the uh, main producer all the way across. So most of these beats you're hearing are all his. Yeah. Uh, you know, then of course like, Superman. Superman, yeah, Superman's good. Soldier, I always like the Soldier song. That We're getting really to good. it. We're getting to it. Yeah. And without me, which is like one of yeah. the biggest hits on this record. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, the Without Me song is the one classic song. Like it, it was his, you know. Oh yeah, till I collapse with Nate Dogg. Oh yeah, that that's see that's different. That's that's way different. My dad's gone crazy with his daughter because Haley was in on the song. I forget who the chick was in this video. Uh, it was somebody though, right? Nah, I don't remember. I thought it was like a porn star or something. Wasn't it? Was it Devin? That blonde chick, Devin. I think it was Devin. Was yeah, Devin? yeah. I think because it was Devin. I had a poster like, of Devin. Wasn't she like? Uh, she was with um, Jonathan Davis from Corn at this point, wasn't she? Or was did she start dating him afterwards? No, I think she was because if I'm not mistaken, uh, whenever Corn wrote "Freak on the Leash," that's uh, that was uh, about Devin. Well, it was about well, "Freak on the Leash" is about him. Well, yeah, because Jonathan Davis kind of has like a sex addiction. Yeah, uh, he he and he likes to you know wear the collar and chain and be whipped and stuff. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. So he he likes to be the submissive. Yeah. He's all into the bondage, and that's what it's about. Him being into S and M and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that was a huge hit too. Yeah, it, you, you when you listen to the song originally, you have no clue what the song's about. Then you you hear what it's about, and then you listen to it again. And you're like, oh yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah I think so, for the moments really good too. So like collapse is, is something totally different. You yeah, know, it's like a it's like an anthem. Yeah, it's an anthem. It's awesome. There's like because I remember uh, hearing at one point that the um, it was like soldiers talking about that they would listen to this kind of stuff before they went into battle. You know, like that till I collapse song. Oh, I would definitely want to hear some Nate Dog before I went and fucking killed some people. That's a smooth ass way to go, man. That's yeah. a great. Listen to this. <laughs> It's good stuff. It's got an awesome build-up, too. Yeah, because Eminem's really good at, like, doing those speeches. Like, there's very few of those people that's able to build up songs really good, like, before they get into it. You know, yeah. like the, um... What's his name? Brent Smith from Shine Down. Isn't that his name? Yeah. Uh, Brent Smith from Shine Down. He's he's a super good talker. If he wasn't a rock star, he would have been a politician or right, an artist yeah. or something. Uh, <laughs> like he he's got it. Um Manson's a great talker. Um you know, obviously Eminem. Uh, Corey Taylor. Corey Taylor's awesome at building uh, crowds up and stuff like that. Yeah. But Corey Taylor, he could just 
He'd just be on stage just telling stories, and people are like, like oh, dude, talk I, more. They'd be like, hey, what's, what's this concert about? It's not a concert. It's Corey Taylor on stage talking for two hours. Oh, how much? $200 a ticket here. Yeah, <laughs> take my money. <laughs> I, I want to know what the fuck this guy has to say. <laughs> but it's crazy to think, like, after Marshall Mathers LP blew up like it did, this album blew up almost just as much. He had, because he had, this is one of the highest selling, like, rap or hip-hop albums of all time, and this yeah. was, like, his third CD. Yeah. Like, it's crazy to think how fucking talented he was, and he was able to do this shit, like, back-to-back like that. Yeah, and Encore uh, was was no different. I mean, that that's later, but yeah. Yeah. That's, um, yeah, Sing for the Moment. That's where they uh, sampled the Aerosmith song. Which is great. It was one of my favorite songs back in the, the Yeah, I always like Sing for the Moment. Yeah. And even when I hear the Aerosmith song, I'm like, man, where's Eminem at? Right, yeah. <laughs> like, I can't even listen to that song now. Like, I have Dream to listen on, to, yeah. yeah, I have to listen to uh, Eminem's song. Right, yeah. Yeah, see, this is all different. Like, this whole CD is completely different from his first two. But yeah, he didn't evolve. He didn't evolve. He just evolved. I mean, he just evolved. This is where he started to evolve into, like, a different kind of Eminem. Because it was this kind of stuff that he could do that would get, like, women to come on and do the um, the collaborations with him. Because yeah. he started to do a lot more of that stuff later on. Because they knew he could do slower songs like this that have, like, an emotional meaning you know, this is kind of whenever the record company is like, "Well, do whatever you want to, Eminem," and they whatever probably, you do is sells records. So. They're probably thinking, "Oh, well, he's about to get like really crazy with it." Eminem's probably like, "No, I'm not getting crazier with it. I was doing that because that's what y'all expected from me." Now, this is what I really want to talk about. Yeah, he's like, "I'll still have crazy shit, but I'm not going to yeah. make my entire record about crazy shit. Like, I do yeah. have some things that I want to do that are more like." ballady, mellowy type songs like this. You yeah, know? and it'd be like you'll notice most artists whenever they do their first couple albums and they get big in the studio, start letting them do what they want to do. So a lot of times, like, it gets toned down, or it seems like it's toned down and they start talking about more stuff. Yeah. Or, you know, they seem to get better at being musicians. And maybe not as, you know, whatever. It's kind of like um, Kesha. You know, she's yeah. she's an example. She finally got out from under that piece of shit, and uh, you know that was uh, you know something that great that happened in music because I know um, I could tolerate Kesha before them, but I know John didn't like her at all. I did. My thing was is that like her, I think it was partially her voice. Because that's not how she actually sings. They want her to sound like this, like millennial, like like millennial party girl. And it just irritated me because she and then was you like, hear the, you know, the club stops when I walk in. Don't stop, you know, and like all that yeah. kind of stuff. And, and it's then like, you actually hear her actually sing as Kesha, like, and you're like, like, "Whoa, what the fuck wasn't she doing this before? Yeah, She's actually like, pretty good." Yeah, they they just wanted some stupid girl to come in and say some stupid crap, and then it was like. Now Kesha gets to do what she wants to do, and now she's fucking killing it. Like, 
Because now you she's know, actually seen like more like a legit artist. Now she looks like she's going to be someone that's going to be around for a long time. Maybe even get to tour with like Lady Gaga and shit. Yeah. Well, you know, because everybody thought that Britney Spears was going to wash out after like her first few CDs, and yeah. then when she got a chance to kind of do the stuff that she wanted to talk about, yeah, people are like, okay, well, we like this Britney because we've seen her grow into the person she wants to be, not what. The yeah, and if you're a grown man, you're like, I don't listen to Britney Spears. That's that's gay or something. No, 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 no. That, that might have been like her first couple albums, but not pretty. Oops, not. I did it again type stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're listening to that, you know, maybe your masculinity could be in a question a little bit. But if you listen to like some of her recent stuff, don't don't fret. She's don't a don't hide it. She, now. It's way different. Yeah, she talks a lot of trash. I mean, she she doesn't really hold back a lot. No, she doesn't. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think like like um. It's kind of difficult too because it's like, what do you think is probably the biggest, the biggest one on this album? Probably without me. Probably, would you say that's probably the yeah? This biggest is the song? this is the biggest song. This is the most popular. I remember everyone listening to this song and playing it constantly. I used to be able to like when I had the video of this. I used to be able to do this song almost verbatim, and I was completely out of fucking breath by like the the second like second set of bars. Because it's like he raps so fast, it's like holy shit! How does he do this? Yeah, it, and just for and people this isn't that don't even know, as fast as he can go, we'll get into that here in a little bit. Yeah, and, <laughs> and for you people that don't know, uh, Eminem, um, they used to sell these things at Walmart called CDs. Right, uh, <laughs> they were little plastic discs. Yeah, you you put them in your CD player. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we didn't have Spotify back then. Yeah, no Spotify. But Walmart used to sell Eminem CDs edited. Yeah. And <laughs> it was 35 minutes of silence. <laughs> they should have charged negative $13 for those because it's basically like blank space and him saying some stuff every now and then to right. a beat. <laughs> yeah, I remember because um, I think we were at Walmart one day. And we they used like, to have the headphone sections in Walmart too, where you could put the headphones on, and you could you could like you could like scan the CD, and yeah, then and it you, would play like you can samples. actually listen to them. Yeah, yeah, and like you you would put on the you would have like like the Marshall Mathers LP or something like that on, and you're like, you know, like what the fuck? This doesn't even sound like Eminem. Yeah, it I was like, like I don't it's know. Skipping every few seconds. Yeah, like it was the worst. Like, have you, you ever mistakenly even bought somebody one of the? Because it would have been ha- had to have been like a parent buying a CD. Yeah, it's like oh my, someone. you know, little you know, little Timmy wants to, me to get the you know the Eminem show CD for him. So okay, I'm gonna go get it. And they get it home, and it's like, Mom, why is this skipping? It's like, well, no, it, it's brand new. It shouldn't be skipping. It doesn't have any of the lyrics. In it. Yeah, I got my Eminem CDs and Manson CDs through uh, what was it? Uh, Music Warehouse, what was that thing called? Um, the mail thing. Oh yes, yeah, you know, we we both used to do that because that's used that used to be how I got all my, my metal records. Yeah, because I got like well, all the Manson CDs through that. It was um oh shit, what was it called? I don't remember the name of it. It's now, out of it business now. It was like a mail order system, and you would put in like what CDs you wanted, and then it would order it and send it to you. Because I got like all the Marilyn Manson albums through that. I got all the Corn CDs. I got System of a Down, fucking Corn, all that shit. I had like all the Eminem CDs I got through that. Uh, Dr. Dre's uh, Chronic 2001, which was around this time. You know, well, it came out right before this album. This mm-hmm. was 02. But that's um, 
but yeah, like you used to have to do shit like that. You'd have to order the CDs and have them come into your house. You know, like you couldn't just jump on like Spotify or you, you couldn't just, you know, jump on, you know, like Apple music or, you know, YouTube music or something and just, oh, I'm going to listen to the, you know, to the new album. Like you'd have to go to the store. You'd have to have it ordered in and have it like wait for it to come in through the mail. Yeah. You couldn't just have music at your disposable at any time. You actually had to go buy stuff or right. hopefully they played on the radio, which they didn't play a lot of Eminem on the radio. No, because you had to edit the hell out of it. Yeah. But like, um, I remember, like, remember when Peaches was still around? I remember. Yeah. <laughs> remember, remember this? Um, for those of you who yes. don't know, in Alabama used to be a, a, I think it was like a chain of, of, of uh, it was like, there were like record stores called Peaches. And they were high as fuck. Peaches that's the reason why Peaches didn't exist anymore. That, that's why it doesn't exist anymore, because their albums were expensive as fuck. I bought my Antichrist Superstar Marilyn Manson album from there. And I think I paid like 22 bucks for that album. And I was like, that's expensive as shit for a CD, even back in like the early 2000s. And I remember I was looking at, I think it was Cradle of Filth uh, Midian, and it was like almost $20 there at Peaches. You could go to like, you go to like Best Buy and get it for like 12, 13 bucks. It was like almost half the price. And that's why Peaches didn't last because their shit was too expensive. But anyway. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like, uh, what did FYE take over for Camelot? Camelot, yeah. I remember we used to go to Camelot, and that fucking place was awesome. Then when FYE took over, it was garbage. You're right, because they were big. They were bigger into merchandise, and they didn't stock as much on CDs. Yeah, Camelot's was like a legit music store. It they was were like all a about real, it. you could look then, for anything. Then you go, you know, use CDs and stuff. You get stuff cheap as hell. I think we got most of our ICP CDs there. Like uh, I got, yeah, a good bit of ICP stuff. I know you there. got the Amazing Jekyll Brothers from there because I was with you when you got that. Yeah. And I don't remember where I got. I think I got Great Malenko from that mail order system. I'm pretty, yeah, I, I think, think so. I got Great Malenko from that because the version of Great Malenko that I got was weird because the, the colors were different. Yeah, because you're like, because is this like a like, different card like, or did like, they, they like, like print a, this shit out? <laughs> because what it was is like, I think that was like when they were doing, I think that was like after they had already like sued Island Records or whatever because it's like, Disney Island was owned by Disney, and <laughs> so they had to. ICP worked for Disney. They had to re-release it instead of it being Island. It had to re-release as a Psychopathic Records, and then they had to they changed the album cover to show the difference between the Island version and the Psychopathic Records version. Because my version of like the Great Malenko looked weird, and I was like, "What the hell?" But you know that was how you had to do shit back in the days. Go listen to, to our ICP episode. Yeah, go listen to the ICP episode. It's really good. But um, I think it's it's just it's fucked up. I think how like when you go back to this era, it was like because I think you know because you had said before like a lot of times when you go back to like the classics, the reason why guys like Clapton and Elton John and like these like legendary bands like Zeppelin and the Who and all these guys, the reason why they've lasted for all these years is because the music is kind of timeless. Yeah. Do you think people like 40, 50 years from now are going to be listening to like, like Lil Pump and Lil Xan and these like SoundCloud rapper dudes? People are going to be listening to that shit 40 years from now because no. it sounds like everybody else at the same time. The reason why some of these artists will last the test of time is because they're unique. 
And yeah, like, what they do is they, they change something about the music that they do. I mean, if you look at somebody like David Bowie, for example, David Bowie was like, he was doing that glam rock shit before anybody was, before Cooper was doing it. Yeah. He was doing it, if I'm not mistaken, before like Kiss and all that kind of shit. Oh, like yeah. Bowie weird, was like way before. The costume glam yeah. rock and stuff. He, he pretty much started have, all that. You wouldn't have people like Marilyn Manson were it not for guys like Bowie or even say like Elton John, for example. Because Elton's influenced a lot of people, but that kind of shit's timeless. Yeah, Elton and Eminem are friends. Yeah, I mean, and it it's kind of interesting how like some of those artists will be timeless and they will more than likely live on forever, and the other and ones then, will be forgotten. And some of these guys will just be forgotten because It'll be like, a VH1 the, special one day. Yeah, they didn't even do those anymore, man. I was gonna say, do they still exist? Those when they were on, this is like going in through like a like a time machine, isn't it? See, that shows you how much actual TV I watch. Right. I mean, VH1 now is like it's it's like it's like dating shows or something. I don't know. Because that's what like Rocket Love. This is the fucking worst generation to live. (laughs) Everything was so much better back in the day, right? Oh man. But, um, so, let's see. Let's go to, oh, yeah, okay, so this is going to be fun, right? Mm-hmm. So, there's people that think that Eminem isn't a good lyricist. Really? Yes. Well, um, so let, let's, let's go over this. Yeah, okay. I, I, the answer for that is very simple. Yeah. Okay, so here's what they say. No, no, you don't, you don't need to play it now. You need to, we need to, we need to do the No, comments. you get to talk to it. Do you go ahead. Okay. So, <laughs> so it says some people just really hate his flow and his style. I never liked Eminem because he feels like when he raps, he sounds way too angry and sounds out of breath each time. Lyricism in hip hop is having an impressive command of creative language. With your words, you can craft inventive, even imaginative ways to speak your mind. What's so interesting about being a great lyricist is that sometimes you're not actually saying things no one else is. You're just saying it in a labyrinthine, intricate way. Eminem has incredible technical ability, but just very good lyricism. They can come together, but not one. In, but they are not one and the same. So the argument that they put in this, uh, this was on Quora, the website Quora, where you can ask questions and, you know, and people will like react to you. And like, like, you know, hey, why does so-and-so happen? And then people like, you know, give you answers. So somebody was like, hey, why do people hate Eminem? And then this person was like, well, because he's not a good lyricist. And so their example <laughs> was the song The Way I Am, the very beginning of The Way I Am, you know, where he's, you know, talking about, you know, berserk and you know, blurt out this, you know, bizarre shit and curse and, it, you know, and like that kind of stuff. So they're talking about the very opening set of bars from The Way I Am as like an example of, you know, the kind of stuff that Eminem does in his songs. And so it says, this isn't elementary level of lyricism at all, but I'm not lost in any way. Eminem says he smokes uh, marijuana to help him uh, rap his profane, ostensibly offensive rap lyrics. And it, and because it sells, he's able to re- relieve uh, any kind of negative feelings he has, such as stress. There's multiple literary elements being used, but the arrangement of words itself aren't actually complex. In a different context, of course, Eminem also touched on smoking weed, his career, and his skill as a rapper. However, it's far easier to decipher uh, what he's saying because after weaving through his well-organized web of alliteration, assonance, 
and internal rhymes, Eminem's use of creative language wasn't exactly a head-scratcher. It was just very good. He has incredible elasticity, uh, breath control, and technical ability. How is he, he is able to craft rhyme uh, schemes song after song for nearly two decades is absolutely commendable. He's a great lyricist, but many are considerably better than him. Huh, okay. <laughs> so they're better than Eminem. So there's people out there, so people were saying that... Um, and he, he uses the most unique words of any artist of all time. Right. Like over 4,000 more unique words. So just to and go ahead... He also does it without saying the N-word once, yeah. which some people use the N-word like 75 times in a as song. As a base for the next word. Yeah, as a base for the next word. And it's, it's like... lazy rapping. Yeah, and... That's one of the things, too, about rapping is that, like, if all you can rap about is the N-word and drop that into a song, like, as a white dude, I can't sing along to that. Because if I'm in my car and I'm dropping the N-bomb, like, 75 times from a song, and I don't want to hear it pulled out of my car. I don't want to hear it that kicked. many times, you know, to even rap about it in a row. You shouldn't want to say it that many times. Yeah, and that You're word just... will never die if they keep using it like that. Yeah, if anyone does. I mean, you know, short of Tarantino movies, it should never be used. Right, yeah. You know, that's the only guy that gets permission because Samuel Jackson said it was okay. Right. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> here, uh, here's your response to you people that think that Eminem's not a good lyricist and that he is a bit short-winded. Yeah. Look, I was going to go easy on you about to hurt your feelings, but I'm Hall of Fame, I'm being inducted in as the alcohol of fame on the wall of shit. You thanks these all in pain, so I walk a flock of flames, off of flames. 
you. Tell me, what the fuck did you take you? You're okay looking boy. It's okay, I can be at these with a straight face looking boy. You want to send a mess and curve like a watch in a church can. I'm take place looking boy. Boys, yeah, boys, yeah, that's all they say looking boy. You get a thumbs up, pat on the back, and a way to open the label like a gay looking boy. Hey, looking boy, what you say looking boy? I get a hell yeah from a train looking boy. I'm a work from everything that happened, but ask the place you're shaking up my face looking boy. Face looking boy, you never could be capable of keeping up with the same face looking boy. I'm beginning to feel like a rapper. All the people from the club to the best Jack, wait, I'm racing around the track home in NASCAR. NASCAR. They run hard on the trail of proper white trash guard. Kill before generals out this clan is Krypton. No, Asgard. Asgard. So you be throwing, I'll be holding, be floating, I'm omnipotent. Let off the non reloading immediately with the sun so token. And I should not be walking. So walking dead, but I'm just a talking head, a zombie floating. But I got your mom decoding. I'm not my ramen noodle. We have nothing in common, poodle. I'm a dopamine pinch yourself for me, dog. I'm a honest pupil. It's me. My honesty is brutal, but it's honestly futile. The final funeral lies what I do, though. Put these hopes in my eyes, so I'm gonna make sure somewhere that she can grab that girl and do it. And that's right, so maybe it's not help get some people through tough times. But I gotta keep a few points left just in case we're leaving you unsigned. Rappers are hungry, looking at me like it's lunchtime. I know there was a time where one side was keen, and I got a grandma still rap like I want my pharaoh. Munch rhymes, my punch rhymes, but sometimes when you come by, appear with the skin color of mine, you get too big and hit on the shrine. They'll sing to you like that one line. I said, oh, no. So AJ went straight to the radio station the very next day. Hey, fat, I'm gonna kill you. He was coming at you with supersonic speed. Ah, some of them are doing what I'm gonna do, some of them are doing what I gotta do to get into you. I'm super human, innovative, 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 promise all the anything you say is bigger, shake it off of me, and it'll be my own. Devastating, more than never, demonstrating, wanna give a motherfucker, don't against a little nigga, suffocating, never fading, and I know the haters are forever waiting for the day to think, cause he had fell off to be celebrating, cause I know the way to get him motivated, I make elevating music. You make elevator music. Oh, he's too mainstream. Yeah. I think you can do that. How how many I, I can understand most of the words that he's saying there. Right. Um I listened to this song probably like a like a thousand times. So. Yeah, I can understand most of the words like he, he's saying like because when I went back and read the lyrics, I'm like Yeah, I, I I pretty much knew what he was saying and he was saying it so fast and clear. Yeah. Because a lot of a lot of problems you'll have with some rappers is they'll say things fast, but you can't hear anything they just said. Right. I could hear every word he said, but he said it so fast. There's no way any mortal could sing along to that. Right. And Why? that's like, because I remember we were, we, because we we were talking about like, if somebody is, if, if somebody thinks like, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to challenge them and them and I'm going to go after this motherfucker. Right. I'm going to rap battle this dude. Mm-hmm. And he starts breaking out shit like that. How the fuck do you respond? You can't respond to that shit. And he's still the song's still going in the background. Yeah. You only played like like four minutes of it roughly. Yeah, it's gonna There's like still two minutes like I left after he does the, the uh supersonic speed part. Well that's where it ends. But like that's the thing that it's like try doing this shit on your own. I guarantee you that people cannot follow along to that. No. 
And that's, I think the, the, the thing about Eminem that makes him unique is that if you, if you played that to somebody who didn't really understand rap and that was the first time that they had really heard rap for real and actually listened to a whole song all the way through, they would be like, damn, like this guy is like in, insanely good with the stuff he can come up with. Yes, he is. You know, I mean, that's just, there, there's an element to like what rap God is. Like if, if for anybody who wants to say to like, oh, Eminem isn't a good lyricist and you know, he's, he's not really that good of a rapper. You could put on Rap God and just leave the room and be like, okay, well, if you don't think he's any good, listen to that shit and then tell me what you think afterwards. It's one of the best songs he's ever written. The beat's awesome. I remember, like, the first time that we heard that shit, we were, like, our fucking jaw hit the floor because we were like, holy fuck. Yeah, we, I, we had no clue. This? Yeah, we had no clue Eminem could do that because before recently... He's never done anything like that before. Like he can go fast in spurts, but he you, didn't go fast for a whole song. Yeah, you, you just like sitting there, like yeah, Eminem's awesome, and then this, he's just like, okay, that's how awesome I really am, and you're like, holy shit, he just blew my fucking mind. Right? Like he constantly, you had to wipe that shit up off the floor. Yeah, your you're brain just like fucking fuck exploded. It. Boom! It's like in Tenacious <laughs> D whenever he's like, uh, Master Exploder, Master Exploder. <laughs> The fucking heads I are did apart. not mean <laughs> to blow your mind, but that shit happens to me all the time. <laughs> yeah, um, sorry. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> because he was out. like, yeah, the, the, and then like the the girl had all the like the dude's brain matter on her chest yeah. and shit. Sorry, sorry, but uh, but yeah, so. Uh, now we should probably go ahead and jump into uh, Encore, which is the the next CD. Okay, which, let's get to it. Yeah, because I think Encore for a lot of people, that's you know, there's some crazy shit in that too. There's crazy shit in every Eminem CD, but yeah, Encore is gonna be. Hey, it's Jimmy the Dick Man Jones here, and I know what you're thinking. Isn't he dead? Well, the truth is, I hired Brian Cushing to help me fake my death because I made some bad investments. I'll tell you what it is. We made some mouth sex toys of Kim Mathers, or she used to be Kim Mathers, and apparently you can't sell what is easy to get for anyone. To Ray J, to Dr. Dre, Macaulay Culkin, uh, I'm pretty sure Channing Tatum hit it once or twice. But I didn't know you couldn't sell it. I thought it had to be good, and it was going to be good. But apparently, everyone's already had it a lot, so I couldn't sell it. Bad investment. But I'm here to tell you, DickCandy.net is back. Reinvest. Let's get this thing off the ground. Well, okay. That's, uh, that's, uh, I thought we were done with Jimmy the Dick Man, because this dude's fucking weird, man. Yeah, he's so weird. Like, I thought he was dead. Like, he's been gone for, like, a while. Yeah. I mean, but the fact that he got Brian Cushing to help him, that's kind of fucked up for Brian Cushing. That's weird. I but thought... Brian Cushing would also smash his own helmet into his own face. Yeah, I'm pretty so... sure he's living with a concussion. Like, just like a Permanently. concussion. Permanently. <laughs> he's like, dude, you're a badass linebacker, but you are very insane. Yeah, yeah, super insane. So, okay, so we're going to Encore. Yes. Uh, what's your favorite song off Encore? Encore, let me see. Well, That's just some the... music while we're thinking. 
<laughs> well, that's that's one of them. Oh man, I don't know, cause I like a lot of stuff on this. Like Toy Soldiers is really good. Uh, you got ass like that. Ass like that. Ass like that might be my favorite on this. Yeah, probably because he does the fucking uh, triumph, the insult yeah, god yeah, yeah, yeah. voice in this. But boing, doing, doing. Mockingbird's a lot of people's favorite. Mockingbird's really good, yeah. And you have um, yeah, a bunch of songs on this one. You got Puke's pretty good. Yeah, Puke's pretty good. Mosh. Mosh. So you got like Toy Soldiers, which is great beat. Um, then somewhere around this time, you had... Um, It's around the time whenever, um... Is what, didn't the 8 Mile soundtrack come out right around this time, too? Yeah, I think so. Uh, but th this is also, I think, whenever they signed 50. Wasn't that around that time? Yeah, because, like, Get Richard Die Trying was right around this time. Yeah, so that's, that's one of the things, too. Which is always crazy for me whenever... Eminem or signs or works with someone and then you know you hear it and then you're like oh wow you know 50's really good and then you hear Eminem's part in it and you're like you probably shouldn't have been in this song <laughs> because you're like wow they're good and then you're like yeah I just stole your song yeah like, M just stole the song from everybody <laughs> like what was that uh that new Nicki Minaj song with him in it or whatever and then, like, she's, like, in it. It's, like, her song. But he's in, like, most of, like, most of it. Most of the song. Because he gets in his rap and is, like, she's probably, like, hey, Em, could you come over? Because, you know, they're definitely fucking. Um, <clears throat> there's, yeah, there's no question. Well, and, like, everybody's been seeing her hanging out with uh, with Lewis Hamilton recently. Our, our good old buddy Lewis Hamilton Ugh. from Formula One. <laughs> she's been hanging out with Lewis and, like, you know, going on dates and stuff with him. But it's like I, I still think that like when she like comes back to the U.S., she goes straight to M's house. Because <laughs> yeah, they're definitely they're definitely yeah. Uh, Lewis Hamilton's just like she's like I want to drive that car. <laughs> yeah. He he wants that he wants that pink Lamborghini that yeah, she has. Yeah, yeah. You know you want that pink Lamborghini. I mean, Eminem wants some something pink too, but it ain't, it ain't a Lamborghini. Yeah. Oh, he's getting. Yeah. Uh, is that well, when you're talking about some the Queen album, right? I think so. It's on Queen, right? Their new album. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. It's it is. Majesty. It's the Majesty song. That's what it is. Because I know which one you were talking about, but I couldn't remember the name of the song. The Majesty song is that the one that she did? Yeah. With it? So. Since we're talking about it, it's new. Also, yeah, he's is, like the king of like collaborations with like other people because he's done yeah. he's done like stuff with Rihanna. He's done some stuff with. Um, I think he's the only reason she still has a career. Like, um, like, like the best he, song she comes out with. The song with Rihanna. He did the song with uh, Beyonce on Revival. That is a great song. Yeah, it's a really good song. And then he did, uh, and then on. I think it was on that same album. He has that song he does with Alicia Keys, which is really good. 
Felicia Keys. Yeah, and it's like he works with like all of these different artists and does like collaborations, like Skylar Gray, because he he like signed her to Shady Records, didn't he? I think so. Skylar Gray. I think she's Shady Aftermath. Oh, is she? Oh, okay. She's not just Shady or Aftermath, because you know they have they're two separate, and then they have their one together. That's a good song though. Nikki is another one of those rappers that's probably hated enough to do an episode on eventually. Yeah, oh, I would definitely love that episode. You, you a guys, lot of hate for Nicki Minaj. You guys would love the episode too, as long as you ain't Cardi B. Oh, upside the head. <laughs> didn't hit upside your fucking head. <laughs> don't fuck with the queen, B. No. <laughs> I'm I'm waiting for the Eminem part. That's uh, cool. Yeah, like here it goes. very true <laughs> but Nikki is the type of person that's like look I mean this is my album but you can have this song this is your song yeah listen he's still going yeah it's the biggest part of the song this almost feels like this should be on an Eminem record with Nicki Minaj with Nicki Minaj <laughs> yeah because he said you're queen and her husband. Like he's, yeah, yeah, he is. Definitely. Yeah, he is. I wouldn't be surprised if one day we actually heard, like, them two got married. They'll be like, so Eminem has, he, he, he has a new child and his baby mom is Nicki Minaj. It's like, oh, shit. I wouldn't even be surprised. I'd be like, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah that does make sense. Yeah, of course. That was going to happen. But, uh... So jumping ahead, so we have a little bit of a gap here because he was bad on pills. He kind of got fat for a while. He was having health issues. His whole life is kind of fucked up. And I even you know remember him talking about he he called Elton John and was like having Elton help him through because yeah. he was like, I know you've been through this drug stuff before. And, you know, everybody always want to talk about like, oh, because he always uses the word faggot in songs and. He talks about all this homophobic stuff, and he's not actually homophobic. I mean, one of his best friends is Elton John. 
Yeah, who helped him for 18 months to kick his habit. Get off the pills. Yeah. Get off uh, uh, Vicodin and Ambien. Yeah, it was like it was like Valium, Vicodin, and Ambien, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Because we all know Ambien makes you racist, right? If we learned anything from Roseanne. Well, yeah, that's a side effect, right? I mean. <laughs> yes, the side effects are, you know, discomfort, swelling, and being a racist piece of shit and getting <laughs> racist, a show taken. Yeah. Now, now we have to run the entire show on Dan and the rest of the family because... See, why why can't you be like... you being a bitch, Roseanne. Why can't you be nice and friendly? Like, you know, uh, Tim Allen is a supporter of Trump, and he's not a dick, and he got his show canceled for nothing, right? And then Fox was like, we'll take it. It's like, we'll take it. And it's like, yeah, you shouldn't get your show canceled because you like a guy, even if he's an idiot. You know, that's not America. You know, but Tim Allen didn't go off on a racist tweet. He just was yeah. a part of a show, you know, and, you know, that that's just, that's not cool, but it was fine. I mean, the Connors is probably still going to be just as good because John Goodman's in it. Yeah. So he was the Metcalf. best part of Roseanne. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I mean, Rose, Roseanne was, was back in the day. She was a big part of the show because it was her show. It was like, it was about her life. But really, that show was about her and Dan. Yeah. If you didn't yeah. have Dan in there, it would just be one-sided. It would be her point of view. But the whole reason that that show worked was because it was it was Roseanne and Dan working yeah, through know. the shit together. Who's in literally every fucking thing and still has time for a TV show for some reason? <laughs> How the fuck does John Goodman have time for all this shit? I don't know. Maybe John Goodman's a more. Maybe he's a lizard person. Didn't you? Didn't you draft John Goodman? I think I did. People? I hope I did. On a lizard person, because he looks like a lizard person versus Illuminati draft. Yeah, yeah. I think he because he looks like after he lost the weight. Anybody that loses like a ton of weight always looks like a lizard person anyway. Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill is a Jonah lizard person. Jonah Hill, man. He just looks so weird. Oh shit! I was looking at him in the previews for that Maniac show on Netflix, which looks awesome because it's him and Emma Stone because they're, you know, good friends. And uh, he just looks weird, man. He's just like so skinny. He's like a tiny dude now. And I'm like, we need uh, to see like if he blinks, his eyes go, yeah, you know, like sideways instead, yeah. of, instead of, you know, instead <laughs> of like, horizontal. It's like, oh man, man, David Ike was right. Yeah, fucking lizard people everywhere. Lizard people everywhere. <laughs> so uh, okay, so we're going to relapse. So relapse. Now, how much of relapse do you remember when it came out? I remember this one a lot. That's not Jessica Simpson. No. Well, that would have been pretty funny if you actually would have got her to do this. You know, I think if you would have just asked, she probably would have done it. She might have. She'd be like, look, it's been quite a few years. I mean, she has a sense of humor. She dated Tony Roma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So good. Now, the song Insane is definitely fucking insane. The lyrics to it are some of the craziest shit he's ever written. It's fucked up. Get some head, bust a nut, get some rest. The next day, my mother said, I don't know what the fuck's up with this kid. The bathroom's 
bagpipes from Baghdad. This is one of my favorites because this is the song about Mariah. Yeah. Trapped in Mariah's wine cellar, all I had for lunch. <laughs> I love this song. It's and, just so smooth the way that he does this song, too. And if you guys want to know if the Eminem Mariah Carey thing actually happened, she denies it, but it definitely happened. Yeah. He's got messages of her calling his phone. Yeah, she like just voicemails. denied it because he just kind of used her for a booty call for a little bit. And she <laughs> That's a hell of a booty call, man. Mariah's smoking hot. That was M in his day, though. Red wine and Captain Crunch. And Mariah has a weird taste in guys, because wasn't Nick Cannon one of them? Like, yeah. so weird, like, and random. Like, Nick Cannon, like, he just kind of, yeah, goes with whoever. Old time's sake. It's a good one. Must be the ganjo is pretty good. This one. Crack a bottle. Yeah, actually, this is probably my favorite song on this, this album. So good. It's such a good song. Then, uh, well, uh, I thought Beautiful was on Recovery. It was on this one? Or am I, am I thinking of the wrong song? No, Beautiful's on this one. It's on yeah. Relapse. Okay, I kept thinking this was on Recovery. This was Relapse. Okay. Because I kept trying to find this fucking song, and I was looking on Recovery, and I'm like, I know this is on here. Did they take this fucking thing? So it was on Relapse. I was on, it's the on Relapse. Album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, and Underground's really good too. I like Underground on this. So good. We play almost all the albums on every album. Uh, we probably could if we really wanted to, but like uh, Recovery, a lot of people didn't like Recovery. No, a lot of people didn't like Recovery. Recovery, but it's it's you know, it's uh, it's a really good album um I, recovery was i think him kind of mellowing out a little bit and being more reflective and i think that's why people didn't like it because it didn't have all the it wasn't typical crazy ass eminem like we were used to like you could kind of feel like him going through like his his drug phase and doing all that crazy shit that it was it felt like it was kind of over with now we weren't gonna get that Eminem again, you know, mm -hmm. like the crazy bat, you know, batshit crazy Eminem anymore. Yeah, I mean it's now this one with Rihanna. This one's definitely good. Well, 
Eminem's album Recovery was the best-selling album of 2010. Yeah. So even though people kind of like dogged on it and people were like, "Oh, there's no memorable shit on this CD." It still fucking sold shit tons of copies. Yeah, it uh Recovery sold 10 million copies. Yeah. And this is supposed to be one of his like like down albums. Yeah. That's if that's a down album, that's a hell of a down album. It's like like when we get to Kamikaze and he, he's talking about like uh, or what was it on Kill Shot? When he's talking about like my 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 greatest failures are better than your greatest hits. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's true, it's true. Because even when he has quote unquote a bad album, it still sells well. Okay, just because we're running out a little time, we might have to. Not so we're going to Marshall things. Mathers LP two. Yeah, just yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna uh, when I get here, I'm gonna play one of my favorite songs immediately when we get here. Oh yeah, Love Game with Eminem and Kendrick Lamar is one of my favorite songs on this whole album. The monster song with Rihanna. I was really yeah, good. another Rihanna song. Who was the one that had the uh, the guitar track in it? Was that Berserk? Yeah. Yeah. Besides Rap God, which we've already established is the greatest rap song in the universe. Right. I mean, it could defeat aliens. If aliens invaded, we could just play Rap God and yeah, they'll fucking go away. Yeah, we were saying, like, if aliens came down and they were like, we're going to rap battle you guys or we're going to destroy your planet. And then the first few people you sent, like, you know, like Twista, Busta Rhymes, Rhymes, you know, you, you know, could send Kanye or something. You, you like, could, you know, Kanye, he would just embarrass us. Uh, you yeah, have to send would. somebody. I mean, they would all lose, and then they'd be like, well, we're destroying your planet. And then you would just hear somebody like, hold on a second. And you just see, like, Eminem walk up. Right. And then just, like, do the one part from Rap God. And they'll be like, okay, we're the fuck out of here. It's like, oh, you don't, you don't want to, you don't want to keep battling it out. You got, like, three tongues. It's like, yeah, I can't, I can't do it that fast. Right. We have three tongues in an alien language. Can't you do that? It's like, no. No, we, no we, I can't. <laughs> we don't have those kind of skills on our planet. We, and how did you come up that. to be? Actually, do you want to come with us? No, I'm it'd, good. It'd be, like, it'd be like, no, but you guys can't have Eminem. He, he's he's a human. He needs to stay with us. Yeah, you can't have him or we'll fucking go. Yeah, we'll, we'll fucking, fucking go, go to right war now. and destroy your planet. <laughs> we have Jeff Goldblum. We will fuck aliens Actually, up. Actually, where do you live? Jeff. Follow these motherfuckers. Go Bloom. Go get these motherfuckers, man. <laughs> what do you need backup? You send for Jeff Goldblum. You get Jeff Goldblum. He's gonna save the world. Uh. So, a lot of people feel like this is like you know part of the down part of his career, and this album has good shit on it too. A lot. Yeah. Survival. That this, this song's in like so many soundtracks. Uh, Call of Duty Ghost is one of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Headlights is a song that's been featured in movies. Um, and this is 2013? Yes. Right, yeah. 
so the, I mean, the, you know, uh, so many of these songs are featured on movies and, you know, commercials. Like, you hear, like, Eminem songs on commercials, like, all the time. Yeah. I mean, not all the crazy parts, but you know there's an Eminem song when you hear it because you're like, ah, that's Eminem. I've heard that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you, <laughs> but, you know uh, when it's Eminem. Like, um... And I know people that said that they didn't like this album either, and it's got tons of good stuff on it. Because as far as, like, the, the hate comment for this part of his career, right, where people think, like, he fell off and he should just retire. So it says Eminem's first three projects uh, were good, and particularly Marshall Mathers' LP are universally regarded as classic albums. But after that, there was a noticeable quality dip. Encore is built up as great, but is mediocre in its entirety. Relapse and recovery are mediocre. Marshall Mathers LP2 was a good return, but everything we've already heard before. This would mean he hasn't been excellent in over 10 years. This man is now, uh, as of 2018, 45 years old. But guess what? He still writes about violence towards women, gay people, transgenders, disabled, etc. Hmm. And it's like, if if you're an Eminem fan, you wouldn't expect him to, to not do that. You would expect him to, to talk like he normally talks. Yeah, and just because you say those words, don't doesn't mean that you mean those things. I mean, for one, is music. I mean, the same thing with movies, with like, uh, it's no different than Quentin Tarantino using the N-word in films. Right. He's not a racist. Ask Samuel Jackson if he thinks he's a racist. He's literally, I watched the interview, he's like, Usually, the part that he writes for me is the smartest person in the movie. Yeah, or has, like, the best dialogue. Or has the best dialogue. You know, Jules was the smartest person in the movie. You yeah. Know, usually, it's always the strong, smartest. And he was like, now you tell me, could a racist write that character? Yeah. Could a racist write Django? Yeah. He, he writes it like he does because that's realistic. It's, that's what people talk like whenever they are those people. And it's like, I don't know, one of the examples that for some reason J.K. Rowling has to defend herself because a Korean girl plays like a snake or something and the new Fantastic Beast or whatever, and they're like, that's racist. You know, she's owned by a white man, and she defended herself or whatever. I was like, well, you know, in, in her defense, she's owned by Voldemort, which is evil. So, yes. They're like, oh, yeah, another Asian being a slave to a white man. It's like, well, Voldemort's fucking evil anyway. She shouldn't have to defend anything. You think Voldemort should be, like, have good intentions about anything? He's, like, the most evil fuck in the world. <laughs> you, you fuckers just hate everything. You're like, give minorities more role. Oh, why does this Korean have this role? Fuck this. It's like, what are you people doing now? Yeah. People just want to have something to bitch about on the internet to make themselves feel good. 
it's like, what are you doing, man? This is just the worst. But like the thing, like when people talk about like how M, you know, talks about like you know rape and stuff like that, and rape's a terrible thing. I mean, we're kind of dealing with some of that stuff now because of this whole Me Too movement and sexual assault and everything. And it's like rape as it's, you know, on its own is definitely not funny. That's not something anybody's going to find funny. But the problem is, is that when he mentions it in a song, people think that, you know, like he talks about at the beginning of Criminal, that like if I write something in a song, people think that I believe in it, that I do it, that I'll fucking do it in real life. And he was like, if you think that, then, you know, go fuck yourself. The thing that gives me though is like, I remember like Rosario Dawson's like first movie, Kids, right? I think it was like the first movie that she did. It was Kids. Pretty sure it was Kids. And yeah. she gets raped in that movie, right? Like she, her character gets raped in and that she movie. Gets AIDS. Yeah, and she gets AIDS because of it. So if you're gonna write a movie where you have a character, a woman that gets raped and then she gets a sexual disease from it, why does nobody go to that writer and go like, "You're a fucking monster. You put rape in your movie." It's like, guess what? That shit actually happens in real life. Yeah, you're but nobody goes about, to that writer who wrote Kids and is like, "You're a fucking monster." You're talking because about, it's a script, it's a movie. You're talking about unfortunate things that happen in real life, and he's using it to to make his music, which is his art. Same way writers have an art. Yeah. If it offends you, good. I mean, it should offend you. He wants it to offend you. You should be offended, but you shouldn't ignore any of the stuff. Is happening in the world, and that's one of the things about Eminem that you know is what he's about. And the thing that gets me is like whenever people want to talk about like lyrics and people taking it literally. So there's a Slayer song called "Altar of Sacrifice," right? Yes, it's literally about people getting like like murdered, killed, and sacrificed to Satan on an altar. And does Slayer actually do any of that yeah, shit? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. They do all that, right? No. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. Wait, wait, hold on. Corey Taylor has never slit someone's throat and fucked their wound. That we know of. That we know of. Okay. <laughs> okay. But that's the thing. It's like Slayer and, and their whole back catalog has talked about shit like Joseph Mengele, the angel of death. The He was the, the Nazi guy. Chad who, Gray is not Ed Gein, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Chad Gray's the singer of Mudbang. Yeah. Um, or was. Like, singer of Hell Yeah now, I guess. Yeah. Because um, Mudvayne doesn't really exist anymore, <laughs> unfortunately. But, you know, like, there's the Slayer song, Angel of Death, and it's about Joseph Mengele, who was the, he was the, the doctor that presided over Auschwitz, which is, you know, basically the worst concentration camp in, in the entire history of, of, you know, World War II. Right, mm-hmm. more Jews were killed in that one camp than anywhere else. That's that dude why was truly a demon. That's why Mengele was he was nicknamed the Angel of Death because if you went to Auschwitz, you were more than likely going to die. You never left that facility. But when Slayer talks about it, when you have a song written by you know uh, Carrie King or Tom Araya or Jeff Hanneman, you know one of the guys who wrote the songs. Because they're talking about somebody like Joseph Mengele, it doesn't mean that they're in love with Nazis. It doesn't mean that they're like pushing the Nazi agenda, that they believe that what Mengele did was right. They have an entire song called Dead Skin Mass that's about Ed Gein, right? And about Ed Gein, you know, like skinning women and wanting to wear their skin and shit. That's where the Buffalo Bill character comes from. And none of the members have ever skinned anyone. 
Yeah, no, they've never skinned a woman. Okay. They've never murdered her or never murdered anybody. And and that's the thing. It's like, you know, at a certain point, it's like, I think because with Eminem, he's a target and people feel like it's almost like he's so good at what he does that they believe he really would do this shit because it's so convincing. And I, and that's the thing. If you're going to be an artist and you're going to have expression, we do our show and we, we talk about crazy shit. We, we've said fucked up shit on the show. You know, I mean, yes. it doesn't mean we do any of it or yeah. it's just part of the show. I mean, we, we call stuff retarded all the time. Does that mean that we don't have any compassion or, or empathy for like, you know, mentally retarded people or autistic people? No, no, I donate to the Ben Roethlisberger Fund of Retardism America. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to make a serious point, and Steve just fucking cut blocks my legs out from under me. But uh, no, he's no, he's he's on a whole other level because he's he's part of that Me Too movement before there was a Me yeah, Too he movement. Yeah, he was. He is a rapist. Um, um, yeah, Ben Rapistburger. But Rapist see, like, we'll say shit like that, and then people are like, "Well, that's kind of offensive because." How do you know he raped anybody? It's like, well, he had like serious sexual allegations against him, and then it just magically goes away when he gets married to her. Yeah, I bet you if you would have uh, could monitor his bank account transactions, you would see why I got swept under the rug. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, I mean, I could, oh, I could just stay, I could just marry him, and then yeah. just eventually divorce him and get half. <laughs> yeah, you know, but um, so when revival came out. Everybody shit on revival. Everybody thought that like, oh, well, M's done. He can't make a record anymore. He's he's garbage. He's never gonna be able to come back. And so he has, you know, well, the Beyonce song is definitely good. And then further down, he's got because he has a song with Pink on here. He has a song with Alicia Keys and Skylar Gray. Why are expectations so high? I like how he likes to do stuff with like minimal music sometimes. Like when he's trying to get his points, it's just like low music and then him just speaking. Yeah. Well, because he could he can rap a cappella. We know that. Always thought they ruined Pitch Perfect three by just not having like them like have to take on like Eminem at the end. Because he doesn't actually need music, he can rap without having any music at all. Because it's like the the third one was like not good because like they took the guys out because they fired Elizabeth Banks and uh, hired somebody that was just like, no, we need all women in this movie. And it's like, well, the dudes were kind of like a good supporting cast because you had a lot of comedians on that side too. But, you know. Yeah, like Adam Devine and... Yeah, Adam Devine and uh, Skylar Austin dude was funny and, you know, all of those guys. And then you followed them for two movies already and then you make a third one that's supposed to end it and they're not in it at all. Yeah. It's like, look, but yeah, we're supposed to have equality now. So equality means just just have a movie with nothing but women in it and yeah, no dudes. That's equal, you know. That's supposed to be equal now, right? So that's, I mean, and it, it was pretty much the end to it. I, I figured they'd keep going if it was successful, but firing Elizabeth Banks and 
you know, not using Eminem or something, because that would have been, like, perfect. It's like, okay, we have our final acapella battle. Who you have to face? And you just see, like, Eminem walk out and be like, oh, we're done. Yeah, we're and done. And they have to figure out a way to actually beat him. Yeah. Acapella. And that would be, like, freaking, you know, like, you'd be watching it like, how are they going to win this? Yeah. They're not going to win this. And then they win, and you're like, oh, wow, that's mind-blowing. How the hell do they do that? Yeah. You know? And then another song off this album was because uh, I thought Ed Sheeran did a good job on this album. Um, Sheeran and Eminem, yeah, just weird, like the most ginger dude ever. And then besides Andy Dalton, yeah, that dude's just he like he, he probably bleeds orange. He doesn't even bleed red. <laughs> Because sometimes you sometimes you don't know if he's wearing part of the Bengals uniform still or if that's just his head, you know. Yeah, it's like <laughs> put your uh, take your helmet off. It's off. Oh, oh, that's just your face. <laughs> that's just your face. <laughs> Shit, my bad. I, it was it's so orange that I mistake it for the for the the, the helmet. <laughs> if he ever played for the Browns, they would they would be confused as fuck. They'd be like, why does he have his helmet on all the time? <laughs> Yeah, take your helmet off. It's off. It's just my fucking face. Oh. Oh, he'll never play for the Browns. No, they have standards. Baker Mayfield's already better than him. Yeah, and he's played in two games. <laughs> already better. Already better. Okay, so... Now, Chloroseptic is good on this, too. There are a lot of good ones, but... I think we have to uh, start wrapping up our album plays and get to the last So we have point. to get to Kamikaze. Let's get to Kamikaze. And I've been listening to this a lot because I feel like he was pissed off when he made this album because everybody shit on him for revival. And he was like, okay, well, let's, let's fucking really go after some people now. He fucks up like everybody in this album. Mumble rappers. He fucks up all kinds of people. The kamikaze is a big part of it. Him attacking them. Yeah. This doesn't this feel like old school Eminem again? The kamikaze song. It does. Yeah. Because this shit sounds like it could be from like Marshall Mathers LP one yeah. to like Eminem show. It feels like it could be on that again. Definitely. Now that song, that song "Greatest" on here is definitely good too. I've been listening to that a lot. This this song is really yeah. Yeah. 
Whenever you have a choke up, you be taking my chicken. Feel like I'm headed for the pad and selva. Bars on me when I'm at this event, but just ask the stand of a melter. Or something like that doesn't tell you. You set a mark too high with a lot of these things I see him do in the studio is probably a, he probably writes something down and then gets in the studio with the beat and then just forgets the paper. Yeah. Like like a lot of times I feel like that's what happens. Like he'll just be in there and get in the beat and just forget the papers even there and just start rapping. They'd be like, hey Aaron, where's your lyrics at? It's like, what do you mean? Like, where's the paper? I don't need that shit, man. What the fuck? <laughs> you did this shit off the top just of your play head? Play the beat. Play the beat. <laughs> So you sold 10 million albums. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You sold 10 million albums, eh? <laughs> yeah. I like how he does it. He's like, oh, you sold 10 million albums. You also put out 10 million albums. Yeah. You just sell shit. You just put out fucking everything. <laughs> now, the one where he really fucks people up, like the ringer really fucks people up. Yeah. But the other one is not alike. That's where he goes after Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, this is... Uh, this this is, is my favorite song on this album. Because yeah. he brings Royce to 5'9 back. Bad and Royce fucks evil. up people too, just like M does. Bad meets evil. Bad meets evil. And you know when he has Royce in the studio, shit's going to go off. You know, if... Also, the beat on this shit is awesome. You know, if it, if it wasn't for what happened, unfortunately, back in the day, it'd probably be Eminem and Proof doing this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this would have been Eminem with Proof. I don't do Jordans and Audemars. I do explosions and Molotovs. Don't blow the smoke as if y'all ain't wash. I blow the smoke from the car exhaust. Great Fly beat. <laughs> yes, it is. It's a very good beat. Probably the best beat on this record. I'm in the stuff like doubling comments. Find me your brother who's solid. The cops shit up and then busting shit down. With the cops hit us up, we can flush shit down. We can not give a fuck shit. A fucking colonic. Selling your cock in your butt for a follow. A possible couple of dollars. You polish the value slip and call it a power trip. A product of politics. Going from profit and topping the charts to drop in the park and the polish. Acknowledge this power. Powerless. You got it. And you do not acknowledge it. Y'all music sound like Dr. Seuss inspired. It higher as rippers, prostitute, retiring. We can spend it when you're ignorant. It's a fit to be king. You cut off the fit So good. So everyone, you guys need to listen to Kamikaze. Yeah. And it, it's kind of funny because when you always, like, whenever you hear people talk about Eminem, because you have some people that are like, like, whenever uh, whenever Machine Gun Kelly came out with that Rap Devil song and he just attacked Eminem directly, right? Because in, in that Not A Like song, he talks about, like, you know, you don't need to use Tech 9 to sneak diss me on a song. You know, because it's like he he went on a Tech Nine song and then talked shit about Eminem, not on his own song. He was on a Tech Nine song and did it. And he was like, you know, he's like, he's like, I don't need to sneak this anybody, and I damn sure don't use subliminal messages. I come straight after you, you know. And so he comes up with like Rap Devil, right? And he's got his, he got a shovel and he's in between the tour buses, like I'm gonna fucking bury this dude. And then 
And then I, I saw a video where, like, they asked Bizarre from D12. They were like, you know, what'd you think of Rap Devil? And he I was think like, it was good for rap. He's like, it was good for rap. It he wrote good. good bars. He did a good job with but it. Boy. But boy, <laughs> you don't have any idea what you just fucking did to yourself. Boy. <laughs> and then M releases Kill Shot. And it's like, that might, they'll probably be like the last one that we play. The Kill Shot. Yeah. He fucks this dude up. Rihanna just hit me on a text. Last night I left Tiki's on the neck. Wait, you just dissed me on perplexed. He's probably not even bullshitting about that. He probably did for real. Really sorry you want me to have a heart attack. Was watching Eight Mile on my auto track. Realized I forgot to call you back. Here's that autograph for your daughter. I wrote it on a starter cap. I like how he thinks of himself as Machine Gun Kelly's dad. Yeah, calls him Stan. Yeah, it calls him Stan. <laughs> I was reading the thing that said Machine Gun Kelly wasn't gonna respond. He can't. How do you? How do you come back from this? He's like, I'm, I'm not gonna respond anymore. He, he lost. He's already lost. Yeah. Now let's talk about something I don't really do. Go with someone's daughter's mouth, stealing food. But you're a fucking molehill. Now I'll make a mountain out of you. Hope chill, like I like to put the chrome barrel to my phone. Like like how you got that uh, sound in the background. Are you eating cereal or oatmeal? What the fuck's in the bowl of milk? Weeds or Cheerios? Because I'm taking a shit in them Kellyani reading material. Dictionary. Yo, Slim. <laughs> Go back to recovery. Oh, shoot. That was three hours ago. What do you know? Oops. Know your facts before you come to me, little goof. Luxury. Oh, you broke bitch. Yeah, I had enough money in O2 to burn it in front of you, ho. Younger me, no, you let me. It's funny, but so true. I'd rather be 80 year old me than 20 year old you. <laughs> He fucked him. He killed him. It's over with. He's done already. It's already over. This is halfway through the song. He's not even done yet. He said he's putting your name next to Jaro. <laughs> and that's that's my final point that I have. I'm gonna let it run though till you're done there. Gotta wake up later day to this. Being rich shame by some prick using my name for clickbait in a state of bliss because I said his goddamn name. Now I gotta cop that aim. Yeah, bitch, pop champagne to this. It's your moment. This is it. As big as you're gonna get. So enjoy it. <laughs> and to give you a career to destroy it. Lethal injection gonna sleep six feet deep. I give you a beat for the effort, but if I was three foot eleven, you'd look up to me, and for the record, you would suck a dick to fucking be me for a second. Take <laughs> a loss, I could get on my channel. Give your life to be a solidified. This motherfucking shit is like Rambo when he's out of bullets, so what good is a fucking machine gun when it's out of ammo? Had enough of this tatted up mama rapper. How the fucking him and I battle? He'll have to fuck him in my flannel. I'll give him my sandals, cause he knows as long as I'm shady, he's gonna have to live in my shit. Oh man. Talking about like his uh, former old lady. Oh, yeah. Little bite, two pick, things is over a pick. I just don't like you, prick. Thanks for dissing me. Now I had an excuse on the mic to write, not a like, but really I don't care who's in the right. But you're losing the fight, two pick. 
Who else? Money cows, I tell fails, button owls, fucking males in these parts on their surface. Hot nail kill shot, I will not fail. I'm with the duck still, but this idiot lost pops pills and tells him he's got skills. But cows, the day you put out a hit, the day giddy admits that he put the hit out, they got pop kill. Eh? I'm sick of your chain back and still <laughs> wow. You had to say that at the end. Be like, Call look, it. Diddy, I'm not. You're going to get sued if you leave that like that. I'll just say I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm just but fucking. But I know he killed those guys. <laughs> <laughs> but for like reels though no <laughs> but when he's talking up when he he did the whole thing where he was you know talking about you know putting him next to like ja rule like there's it wasn't just ja rule that he basically fucked up because he had that song what was it called bully that he did about uh ja rule he had a lot of songs that he did about ja rule. uh let's see i have it on here there's a lot of people that he fucked up whenever he talked about him because he, he did a song, he did a track of where he talked about Limb Biscuit. That was on a D12 album. And then he fucked up Cannabis. Like, Cannabis, like, was, you know, I mean, he never did anything. Well, it, the Cannabis thing was because of LL Cool J. Yeah. Like, he was talking about how he got fucked, you know, Cannabis, as bad as Cannabis got fucked up because LL Cool J ruined Cannabis's career over that rap battle because yeah. he got the tattoo of the mic on his arm too, like LL Cool J had. Yeah. If you know anything about Eminem, the like his idol was LL Cool J. Like the only book he's read from front to back was like the LL Cool J book. Yeah. That he wrote back in the day. But uh, and then there was Ja Rule. Uh, and then of course there was the stuff that he wrote about Mariah, like you know bagpipes from Baghdad and the warning and stuff like that. And, and then he also, he wrote that song, that dude, uh, Benzino, who we mentioned in the, um, in the kill shot song. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Benzino, he was, uh, on, uh, he, he was like, uh, he was like one of the owners of source magazine. He was one of the like high executives in uh, source magazine. He releases a song about Benzino. Nobody's heard from that dude since. He doesn't work at the source anymore. Like the magazine is has nothing to do with him anymore. He hasn't put out like a, a record that I can think of in like a long fucking time. And Benzino wanted to say, "Now nah, Eminem didn't kill my career." Well, after the song came out, what happened to you? If Eminem didn't career. kill your career, then what the fuck did? Yeah, you know. And then and then Machine Gun Kelly wants to go after him. And I think the thing that these people don't realize is that he in Detroit when he started. He had to battle rap to earn his stripes. We were talking about this earlier. So it's like his favorite thing to do. So whenever you call Eminem out, he instantly knows how to beat you without you being able to respond to him. Yeah. The people that were able to respond to him the most was ICP. And that's because nothing Eminem could say actually bothered icp no because they're just as fucking crazy as he is they're just as fucking crazy they probably had to do the same shit rap battle every fucking body in the world yeah you know so they're and they're insane clown posse <laughs> <laughs> but i think that 
the thing is, is, is like, I, I guess to maybe get to some sort of a conclusion here, if, if you get the idea, if you have the thought that like, ah, I'm going to take out Eminem, I'm going to go fuck this dude up. You have to understand if you kick the hornet's nest, then you get hornets and you're like, why the fuck did I get hornets? You fuck with some shit you shouldn't have fucked with. Exactly. You know, if, if you come after him, especially if you talk about his daughter, like, oh, what's, you know, what's Haley going to think about her dad talking about all this shit? It's like, don't fucking worry about what my daughter's going to think because that's none of your fucking business. If you want to talk about my daughter, that's fine. You can do that if you want to, but don't expect you to have any kind of a fucking career afterwards because it was, I can't remember who exactly it was, but it was one of the guys, I think he worked for D12. He was like the producer for D12. I forgot exactly who he was. And they, they asked him what he thought about like rap devil. And he was like, you know, and most people thought like, yeah, it's good. Like bizarre thought it was good. He was like, it was good, but you know, he, he fucked up. He fucked up bad because, boy, he's going to come after you. This dude, he said, basically, he was like, if you remember in Avengers Infinity War, which is kind of funny because that was the last (laughs) episode we did. He was like, in Avengers Infinity War, Thanos pulls a fucking planet or a moon at Tony Stark. Like, he just throws a fucking planet at him with a gauntlet, you know, with the Infinity Gauntlet. And he was like, that's going to be what happens when M finally writes his response to Rap Devil. It's not going to be like, oh, I'm going to hit you with a few pot shots and I'm going to make fun of you. I'm going to fucking end you. <laughs> Which took like Eminem like a week. It's like the apocalypse. It's like, it's like okay, you took a few shots and you, you made fun of his clothes. You made fun of his, uh, you know, how old he was and all that kind of shit. But what M did was he basically was like, you're fucking done. I'm ending you. Yeah, I'm going like, to give you a career by putting your name out there and then you're fucking done. You do not fuck with him in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, it's over with. You're because be you cannot handle it. for life now, Machine Gun Kelly. You'll yeah. never be mainstream now. No. I mean, and he probably could have done. And, and you know, I remember that thing I sent you where people were like, oh, this was all manufactured. It was a beef they manufactured to boost up Machine yeah. Gun Kelly's sales. He sold 22,000 copies of the EP that he made because that EP came out, like, I think, like the day after Killshot came out. And they were like, oh, yeah, you know, Eminem has his response. And now uh, Machine Gun Kelly's EP is out. He's got new songs out. Fucking nobody listened to it. Because how could you be credible after Eminem eviscerates you in that way? It would you have know? been something where it's like, oh, well, they con- they collaborated if, if it was like uh... – you know, like Machine Gun Kelly was signed to Shady Records or something, but it doesn't benefit no one. You know what everybody was saying was that because uh, Machine Gun is on the same, or he, it's distributed through Interscope Records, who is like that's who put out Kamikaze, and that's who's putting out Binge uh, yeah, Machine Gun EP. And people were like, oh well, the producer who worked on Kamikaze also worked on Binge. Because it's at the same fucking record label. A lot of times you're going to work on multiple artists' shit. And then everybody's like, oh, well, you know, they're trying to manufacture this beef because they're trying to get MGK sales to go up. Well, if that was the case, Eminem fucking ended his career and he doesn't sell anything now. It's done. It's over with. with. They wouldn't take that risk. Okay. No, they wouldn't risk Eminem like that. So uh, we are going to do a little quick game here at the end because that pretty much ends it all for Eminem. Rest in peace to anyone that wants to rap battle him. Yeah. 
in the past or in the future, uh, with the exception of ICP, who pretty much does the same stuff. Yeah, they're, they're like cockroaches. They just won't die. They won't they'll go never die. Because you can't they're kill a juggalo them. and they want the shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they're not going to leave until they get me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Till I get my sh- Okay, dude. <laughs> yeah, we were just going off on a tangent. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so we're going to name Eminem songs until one of us can't name a song, and then we have to read these cards as Ken Kniff. From Connecticut. <laughs> From Connecticut. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, this is going to be horrible. This is going to be bad. <laughs> okay, so uh, you can go ahead and start. Okay, now I do not have anything on my screen that I'm looking at. Uh, you can see I only have the timer. I trust you. You don't have to tell uh, me. I feel I'm like I have the computer turned so you can see that I'm not. I don't have my phone's in my pocket, so I'm not going to try and cheat. I flip my phone over. Because whoever whoever actually loses this is really going to be the winner because this is going to be ridiculous. Yeah, they get to do these <laughs> cards as Ken Kniff. Uh, <laughs> okay, so go. Okay, so uh, Till I Collapse. The Way I Am. Mosh. My name is. The Monster. Uh, uh, I'm back. Uh, Marshall Mathers. Kill You. Kim. Um, Stan. Oh, shit. <laughs> We've been drinking and I fucking blanked. And I had shit in my brain, too, as you're talking. Yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Okay, the first card is already fucking me up here. Because my voice is kind of going right now. Yeah, well, you're going to have to do these. I have to do these in order. In order, yes. Okay, because I last, see... Okay, I see the last card. Last okay. card. Okay. <laughs> these are going to be ridiculous. Ken, Ken Kness' voice is fucking ridiculous, it too. Is. Cause it's like the it's like the most intense gay guy's voice ever, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Sean Penis, <laughs> Fat Whitey. <laughs> Maybe this is better now that my voice is kind of fucked up now. <laughs> this is like a whole fucking sentence. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> Kanye should jump off the side of the flat earth and make the world great again. <laughs> you little cock boy. <laughs> ja fool. <laughs> and do so I have to do the, the end card like that? Too? No, the end okay. card is in regular voice. Okay, so thank you and good night. And remember, it's all fun and games until we show the fuck up. Listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. We're fucking everywhere now. We're everywhere. Listen to us. Overcast. I probably got some shit to get this show on the moon. Astronaut show on the moon. Live stream. Listen everywhere. This has been Beyond the Hate Eminem edition. Yeah. Beyond the Hate. Peace. Ask for a remedy, y'all know trick it. Ask for a remedy, y'all know trick it.